Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of Myth live stream. Episode number 225, Birth into the World, Gaining Existence, and Perhaps Even Sentience, the 10th of August, 2019. I am your first host, Alex Garthon Marsh. With me, as not always, is Max Liao Schloh. I think he could have even said, as never. Because this is the first time. Well, it's funny. Is I thought of saying, as never, right as I was saying the other thing. Oh, so, great minds think alike. Yes, if I had thought alike a little faster, it would have been better. <laughs> so how are you doing today? I am doing wonderfully. And Mark Hawkman sent me messages. That's awesome. <laughs> like, uh, I'm doing wonderfully today. I'm happy to be here. I love the fact that I'm in Germany and I can actually uh, be on the live stream for a change. That's good. That is nice. I've never done this with you before, though, so this is going to be uh, interesting. Let's see how quickly you shut me off. We are having a minor technical issue, I've noticed, that we didn't uh -oh. catch before the stream. What is that? The, uh, the chat's not showing up. Minus. Oh. Oh. See? See? I have to restart everything now. My lack of experience. That I I blame the universe. I blame Heathen Dog. I blame me. Yeah, because you two have worked the kinks out. This I just complain about it on a Sunday. Was working, <laughs> and now all of a sudden it's not. Well, restream chat changed a couple weeks ago. It did. Quit pulling out with that screen. But I thought I fixed all that. I thought. Hey, you said you were gonna stall, like do uh do crazy mix em ups and stuff. I you know what I lied. So um what are we talking about today? Oh, you're still on that slide. I am, because I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us about your hopes and dreams. My hopes and dreams my hopes are that one day we get this chat fixed, and my dreams are that I never have to troubleshoot something like this again. That I come and it is a perfect episode because now everybody's going to blame me for the mix-up. Oh, it's because Max is on there. I'd blame me. That's what I do. But uh, yeah, I got nothing else. Why is that up top? <laughs> Can you just pull out I fixed Twitch it. chat? If not? Okay. Uh, I blame Magical it. Cat Girls. Yes, Baldahar, that's what I'll do. I'll read chat. I blame Magical Cat Girls. Oh, I like Magical Cat Girls. I mean, yeah, that's weird. Hey, um, so uh, Mar Hawkman, I, I haven't read. I, they popped up for just a quick second there. I used to work for DISA, so yeah. <laughs> I used to work for Pizza Hut. Anyway, Pizza wasn't a bad gig when I was in high school. Don't tell her that. What'd she do? I just want to huh? know. She made pizzas. I made the pizzas. I was the king of the pizzas. I was, so was she, actually. She was the king of the pizzas? She's tough. <laughs> The queen. Okay, fair enough. I could have been queen of the pizzas. And then there was a little too much um, verbal commentary that isn't appropriate to an Asian woman. Um, your pizza. Really? That's not cool. Yeah. Wait, from her or to her? To her. That's not cool. From one of the uh, elderly managers. Well, the elderly manager needs to get his face punched. That's right. Anyway, I was just saying I was the pizza queen. <laughs> Garth is the king of pizza. I like those king of monsters. Magical Cat Girls are going to tech support. They are in the anime I watch. Anyway, so in today's segments, we have Max Leo's Celestial Wisdom, where he's going to talk about Coriolis, the third horizon. Yeah, you know what? Hold on, hold on. I've had to go for weeks listening to you talk about toilet drains. You're uh -huh. going to shut up about that now. <laughs> Today, I was just going to ask what happened in the first two horizons. You're going to find out. Thank you. Really? 
Yes. I'm looking forward to that, actually. Baldur says, Wisdom. You know, he named his own segment. You yes. <laughs> well, should I explain where that came from, or does nobody care? We care. We care big okay. time. Um, in Battletech, Maximilian Liao is the leader of House Liao. He is one of the many, many, many uh, numerous titles that uh, he goes by is Celestial Wisdom. So when they bow and talk to him in his Chinese garb, they say, yes, Celestial Wisdom. So there you go. That is what it's from. It's a throwback to Battletech. It's a reference to a reference. Yes. So <laughs> that makes it beautiful. In Garthon's comic book, we're talking about Arrow, number two. Black Cat, number three. House of X, number two. That's right. No number ones this week. What? Why don't I get a number? Do you want to know why you don't get a number one? Just go on. Because you're number one to me. Aw. Right. <laughs> and in the RNG, we have... Who wrote that? Have movie remakes gone too far? And Max Leo. Oh, you didn't. Uh-oh. That means there's going to be a couple other slides that aren't updated. Lightning RNG. Three topics. Oh, I had to fix that? No, I fixed it, but apparently it was after you already went. After we were presenting? Hey, Heathen Dog, don't you hey, dare Zon. post on Discord how badly. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Zon gives us a thousand. Oh, Zon. Zon appreciates Max Leo's celestial error. That's awesome. Well, it couldn't be an error if Max Leo did it. It was meant to be that way. And but it th also is my error of superiority over everybody. That's right. It's important. <laughs> All right. As we have spoken of before previously, it's the 10th of August, 2019, and we have our special tabletop RPG giveaway today. So I hope you're ready for that. And it's time to start giveaway number one, Hero Kids. This is a actual book. Correct, Max Leo? It's a bundle. There's three books. Um, if I remember correctly, Heathen Dog actually has these in his possession. And of course, he escaped the country, so good luck getting them. Uh, but no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the Hero Kids main book and an adventure module, if I remember correctly, and the Monster Manual. So uh, it's three books that, uh, that will come with this. That's right. Type in exclamation point Hero Kids in Twitch chat. Hey, boy, this is uh, open to followers and subscribers. So you just got to be a yes. follower to get in. That's right. So he's got to follow. This one's basically for everybody. If you have not followed it, it's just a button click on Twitch. Wait, let me see. Wait, let me fix that. Wait, something, something messed up. Uh oh, what happened? I'm resetting. You can no longer enter. That's right. Subscribe. You kicked out Baldahar. That's all that matters. Oh, poor Baldahar. Uh, huh. I don't have where I can. I can choose subscriber, but I can't choose uh, everyone. It is. All right, giveaways open. Exclamation point! Hero kids, come on in. The water's fine. Garthon broke everything. Well, he the dog's not here to run my giveaways. Now, we did a minimum of 10 <laughs> followers to activate it, so come on in. Exclamation point. Hero kids, where Hawk has entered. Hawk has entered. Zahn has entered. Yes, that's right. This is a bundle. So, what are we giving away? Two bundles. There are two Hero Kids bundles. Uh, the Core Rulebook, the Monster Compendium, and the Adventure Compendium. All in this bundle. So that's awesome. Later, we're giving away a bundle for Coriolis, the Third Horizon. That's a huge bundle with the core rulebook, the Atlas Compendium, the Icon Card Deck, the GM Screen, the Map, the Dying Ship Adventure. Oh, that's big. Uh, we also are going to be giving away hardcovers of Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, Mutant Mechatron, and PDF of the Cyber Cipher System, as well as PDFs of all the physical books we're giving away. Of these core rules. 13 things were given away. That's right. Core rules. Core rules. Not yes. every book. We're not going to give you a PDF of the Game Master screen. I'm sorry. We're not doing that. <laughs> you can print it out if you want, I guess. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hold up my laptop in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, physical books will be shipped to U.S. addresses, uh, including APO, FPO. 
Uh, international winners will get PDFs. We're not doing international shipping. Unless you live I, I, like... I, I, got, I got to make a comment on this. Um, I posted to somebody on Twitter who asked if I would ship to international. And at one point I was like, you know, I live in Germany and the Coriolis stuff is actually with me. It's not with Heathen Dog. But ultimately, I have to say that just to keep things same and not confusing, if, if you're watching, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to lie, but uh, I, I can't ship the Coriolis stuff to anywhere but uh, to the states or to a stateside address. Just to be fair. Yes. But if you live like down the road from them, you could walk over, you know, yeah. or mug them on the way to the mailbox. I mean, look at all those people entering. That's away. awesome. Yes, more entries, more prizes. I love it. God, get some more people in there. More, more, more. Remember, it's going to become a little more difficult for the subscriber-only ones. We still have to have 10 for those also. That's right. We got uh, at least 14 people in there. We need some more people to actually jump into this. Everyone is available for this. Jump in because we need 10 followers to activate it. We don't have that right now for some reason. So get in. All right. So right now, giveaway number one is half of the Hero Kids bundle. Uh, the giveaway number two, tell these admin clients to update the game. Yeah. Just, just, just to be clear, uh, a subscriber counts as a follower. Oh, that's true. But we need all the people to come in. All the peoples. All the peoples. Everyone, jump in. <laughs> uh, so uh, giveaway number two is going to be the Cypher system with for up to followers and subscribers. Uh, giveaway number three, A, will be, uh, during the Celestial Wisdom, will be another Coriolis Third Horizon bundle. Uh, 3B is Coriolis Third Horizon PDF. Uh, giveaways 4, 5, and 6 are happening during the Garth Lines comic poll. That's giving Mutant Year, Year Zero hardcover, Mutant Year Zero hardcover, Mutant Year Zero hardcover, and PDF for all those followers and subscribers. Giveaway number 7 during the RNG is the Hero Kid Bundle for subscribers only. And after the RNG, we're going to give away the PDF for followers and subscribers. So come on, everyone. Get in there. So if you're looking for something specific, that's, that's why I broke that down like that. That's right. It's very nice of you. And we'd like to thank all of the people who donated gifts for this. Uh, from Hero Kids Just Holiday at Hero Forge Games, Hero Forge, or Hero Kids, man, I can't talk, dot blah, RPG dot blogspot.com. From Year Zero, MGA and MM7, Jenny Berger at Free Leaks Publishing. Thank you very much. Coriolis, The Third Horizon. Max bought that from Mofidis.next. Thank you, Max. And the PDFs, Max Leo and the Legion of Myth. Thanks you to Max Leo. And so, so before you go to the next slide, unless you already have and I just haven't seen it yet. Hey, I, I'm going to interrupt a lot here because I never get to be on the show. And there's sometimes some th I want things to get out to people out there. These people don't have to give us anything. We are a tiny channel. We're insignificant in terms of Twitch and YouTube. So it is actually extra awesome that these companies have given us uh, their, I mean, for free. They've given us their product for us to give to you guys. Yeah, we need uh, at least uh, four more people to get in there. So even if you don't want it, you better join in. Because <laughs> if we're not giving this away, we're not giving anything away. Everyone join. Do we not have ten people in? Not, not in the giveaway. We have really? more, more than enough people watching, but we don't have enough people in the giveaway yet. Oh, wow. Thank you, Serial Miller. Thank you, Serena. We need a few more people to enter, exclamation point, Hero Kids, to get into the giveaway and to be available to get it. Because we're not going to just choose people in the chat. You have to join. You have to be a part of it. You have yep. to show the love, my friends. We'll give, well, give as much time as you. Do you have a question for me or something so I can stall this? Or uh, <laughs> Just need two more people to enter, and we will give this away twice. We'll give it away. Well, one physical. The first winner will be physical. Second winner will be PDF. That's right. So thank you, Ventriculus. We just need two more people to enter the giveaway. Enter the giveaway. One, two, three, four. 
I want to give this stuff away. Me it's too. Cool. It's been a while. It's a heathen dogs. For, yeah. Well, that's part of it. Is uh, some of the stuff I've had for quite a while, <laughs> and I, you know, don't want a company thinking I stole stuff from them. That's true. Which would not be cool. Uh, but Hero Kids was reviewed by Heathen Dog uh, a little while ago. Uh, it's actually a really fun system, especially if you're trying to get people into uh, RPGs. You can actually—it's called Hero Kids because you're playing as children, but also works to introduce people to RPGs who maybe you think that going full bore into Numenera is a little too strong. So right. Start, well, it, has, start it has three kind of age levels in there. You have like the what the four-year-old age level, which is just roll a die and go, yeah, I rolled a number. Yeah. Um, then it's got something a little more mid-tier, which is okay. Now you have to do simple math, and then they've got like the top tier, which I think is for ten and above, where you do comparative numbers. If I remember correctly, Heathen Dog did it on there, but it's great. Like if you just want to get kids involved, I've seen a lot of people out here in Germany use role-playing as a way to kind of socially. Uh, uh, bring their kids into a social environment. It's it's interesting to see because I never had that. I just got beat up as a kid playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's how we do it in America. All right, everyone. Let's see on, how much time we got. The, how many more do we need? We need one more. One more person. Just one more person is entered. We will give away these two copies. Bang Hero of, Kids. Hero That's all you got to type in. Here goes. If I win, you can't. All right, better was joined. If he wins, yeah, just give it to one of the parents I know. Good idea. Yeah, there you go. All right, we are rolling right now. The giveaway is closed. We are picking a winner. First winner is... What else? What else, 73? You have won. Woo, Woo congratulations. What else, 73, gets the physical copy. Now, hey, just, just before he picks a second one, it has to be in Twitch. It's the only way I can verify who you are. That's right. In Twitch, if you win the physical copy, I need your email address and your physical address. If you win a PDF copy, I just need your email address. Rox uh, send, send it in a whisper. Yeah, whisper the Legion of Myth. And uh, Max will take care of you. Yeah. Uh, Rox says, as a kid, I learned a lot about budging for playing Monopoly. Yeah, you should play by the real rules. Yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> and for the PDF version, it is going to be... Jar Mold. Is there it... you go. Congratulations to DJ Armold. Oh, is that what it says? Arnold? I can't. I so think it's Arnold. Okay. But it's DJ. Maybe it's Jarmold or, or D Jarmold. Who, you know, with internet. You, you with, just won. Congratulations. <laughs> we appreciate you being here. You have won the PDF coffee. Uh, send us a whisper through Twitch, Twitch. And we will send you. Uh, give us your email address and we will email you that PDF. So congrats. congratulations. Congratulations. Like, I. I like, uh, like, who's it said it above there? I already forgot stuff. If you got neighbors that have kids or yeah, whatever, right. there's. Max, we lost you. DJ Arnold Works. What's that? Yes. DJ Arnold Works. Yeah, uh, so yeah, if you have kids or friends who might want it as well, well, you should tell them to watch. But also, you could give it to them if you win. All right, giveaway number two is happening. Oh, I already closed the giveaway. But we are having a new giveaway, which we are starting now. So this one is in the spirit of Heathen Dog doing the Numenera series. If, you, uh, if you're if you here for Heathen Dog and not Max Liao, there's something wrong with you. But other than that, 
uh, he's been doing Numenera, which he's been really excited about. Well, the Cypher system is kind of this the, the game agnostic version of it. It's like just the rules instead of the world alongside of it. So uh, you can do anything. You can do sci-fi. You can do steampunk. You can do fantasy, so on and so forth with the Cypher system rules. It's kind of like what uh, the hero system is to champions or what uh, well, GURPS is as a whole. <laughs> That's right. It's a very interesting system. A lot of great play in this. I've actually been impressed by Monty Cook's work in the past, so I like it. So, exclamation point Cypher in Twitch to join this giveaway. So, everyone, join in. If you were going, I don't care if you win to give it away to someone else. Enter it. <laughs> everyone, get in there. So, 2020 is coming soon. I'm checking. Yes, that has been verified. 2020 is coming soon. <laughs> and what is happening in 2020? Many things. There's the lunar alignment is happening. There, but and more importantly, Gen Con 2020 is happening in 2020. The aptly named Gen Con 2020. Ticket reservation and registration happens in January of 2020. Activity signups are in May. The event is in August, so start planning now because we, the Legion of Myth, Max Liao, Garthon, Heathen Dog, I think Ilgarian, right? And, and I don't want to hear anything crazy about, oh, it costs too much. I'm flying in from Germany. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm flying to Germany just to fly in, to from, fly Germany. in from Germany. <laughs> I'm not going to meet with Max, though. That'd be weird. That'd be really weird. <laughs> uh, I'm driving in from... From like, Germany. From Virginia. <laughs> from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Birthplace of presidents. Birthplace of states. Um, Should you have a hockey mask right if you have a hockey mask ready. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's a little on on our Discord thing. Somebody's trying to figure out how they can get me to dress up as a furry. Like I said, I would have to lose one heck of a bet for that. But if I if you can figure out a bet, I'm willing to entertain. And you I, have the costume. If you give a it. sizable <laughs> enough donation to Cafam, I think that we might be able to make that happen. Cafam, what's that? The Karen beating of Alex Marsh. Mystic Legion ban Mystic Legion. <laughs> yeah, vote <that. laughs> Uh, uh, CAFAM is the care and feeding of Alexander Marsh. Uh, oh, very, oh, very, okay. very noble charity. Yeah, I'm very fond of it. I've, I've donated <laughs> to that. Never. You donated a uh, capture card to that. Oh, that is true. Yes. <laughs> I took that out of Heathen Dog's income. Oh, I like it even better then. That's the best <laughs> capture card ever. <laughs> but you can witness that capture card on Sundays. So, Gen Con discussions are happening on Discord. That's where he was talking about the furry events happening. Um, but we're going to be there. We're going to have some fun. You want to hang out with us? We want to hang with you. Or you just want to ignore us completely. Gen Con's a fun place to do that. It's very open. Uh, a lot of vendors, a lot of uh, industry veterans, fun guys to talk to. It is crowded, though. But there's yeah, lots that's of the stuff only thing I don't like are the crowds and the lack of showering. Yeah, that's why we go every five years. Yeah, true story. Actually, Garthon did a and did a RNG on it like a year or two ago about make sure you shower before you go or when you go. Oh but yeah, true, yeah. True story. Those those uh, those jokes, if you want to call them that, about smelly gamers. Yeah, sorry. Jim yeah, they're Connor. true. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. You know, hygiene is not a dirty word. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh... So Max Lee will play us to run a Forbidden Lands adventure as well. Ooh, an introductory Forbidden Lands adventure. So if he's running, you should be there. You should sign up for that. I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the RNG. All right, sounds good. So here's our stream schedule. Heathen Dog has no live stream this week. Um, he left a note. I have it with me here. It says, give all my stuff to Garthon. I hate everyone. Oh. I'm in his house. Come get it. 
but no, he's on vacation with uh, the people he pays to pretend to be his family. And so he's off having a great time. I'm, I'm just kidding about that last part. He doesn't pay them. So he mi- he misses this. He does. He's not here to prevent it. That's it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> but Elgarian stream Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Shroud of the Avatar, the best Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet. It is the most relaxing, most building, most fulfilling. The Bob Ross of Shroud of the Avatar is there for you. Elgarian Shroud of the Avatar. Monday that actually Friday. sounds boring. No, he's exciting. People love Bob Ross. You don't even know, man. You do not. Yeah, they... I know half the half the gaming channels I follow cite Bob Ross. I think he's boring, but hey, whatever. Well, I think he's dead, but. <laughs> yeah, he is. But he's dead. That was really that. Uh, also, if you are into role playing in RPGs, including mainly Shroud of the Avatar, rpo.com, their premier website for role playing within Shroud of the Avatar. And if you're playing Shroud of the Avatar and you need help, and you're like, why can I find help? Where? You know, don't cry to your parents. They don't game. They don't know. And if they do game, you're better than them anyway. So. Remember, the place to go for help in Shroud of the Avatar is SodaHelp.org, the premier help site for Shroud of the Avatar. Heathen Dog is not streaming. Garthon is streaming Sunday at 9 p.m. I'm doing Final Fantasy 3. Well, 6. No, no, 3! In America, because I'm in America, damn it. At 9 p.m. Central, 10 Eastern. I might try to start earlier this week just because it's a big game and I'm having some fun. It shouldn't, Baldahar. It should have updated. Twitch is a Shroud stream right now. Uh, uh, hit refresh, because that's not what it says on mine. Yeah. God. Let's Learn scroll the down. Internet. Let's scroll down. Let's scroll scrolling down. I'm not on the right page to look at that part. <laughs> anyway, it does seem like Legion says I fixed it just now. Oh, so Elgarian fixed it. Ah, so you didn't. Someone didn't update that. Anyway, so also Thursdays at 8.30 p.m., we are playing Imperium Glass Survival. He the dog won't be there, but the server's up. That means I'm in charge. You know what that means? We're going to kill something. And on Saturday... No, no, you're, you're going to kill yourself. Well, that's often what happens. I've uh, seen the videos. You know, I don't know why they make a survival game and make oxygen a necessary resource. Come on. That's free. It's everywhere. Especially a science fiction one where you're in space. Yeah. Shouldn't, well, they, invent, shouldn't they just invent oxygen by then? I mean, plants make oxygen. There's plants all around. I don't see why. <laughs> Uh, Mar Hawkman said, "I played the DS remake of that Final Fantasy game. Uh, you may no, they didn't have a remake of that. They had a, re- a DS remake of Final Fantasy three, the Japanese version on the DS. I don't think they had a remake of the Japanese six on the DS. And, ah, stupid Final Fantasy. All right, <laughs> at least in seven, they actually finally giving them all the same number around the world, so people didn't have to have that conversation." No, seven is Final Fantasy four. Ah. Is Heathen Dog actually gonna be back next week for for this? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. No. Next week is going to be Duncan. Oh, okay. Good. Unless... Glad you let me. Glad you let me know. Now I can. Now I can make the graphics. Unless he doesn't want to be there. Duncan wants to be there. Unless then I'll be alone. Unless I get Elgarian. But Elgarian say does not talk to me anymore. What? No, he said I stink. He's not wrong. But I'm surprised you got it over the internet. It's not a dirty word, <laughs> remember? Right. If you don't feed to create methane, you're a spacesuit. See? Wait, that's not good. <laughs> there are plans to make methane. You guys stop. <laughs> so on Saturday, 8 p.m. next week is, and usually, the Legion Myth live stream, which we all love. He thought it won't be there next week, though. Don't, don't forget to join the Legion Myth on Discord. Watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Legion Myth. Get our gear. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Find love in your Legion Myth gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. Ooh, I'm, I'm wearing the Hey, It's Okay shirt right now. I don't know if you can see it. But yeah, uh, I, I, I Hey, 
It's I, okay. I got mine. Grassland's <laughs> Comical shirt. Much better. Follow us on Twitter yes, at Legion of Myth. Watch live on Twitch like you could be doing right now. And you can be there for the giveaways like what L73 just entered. Exclamation point cipher. Audio version available through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music. Find podcast er aggregators everywhere or if you're just sitting in my living room. And hey, just because you entered a contest and maybe won something already, that doesn't block you from the next contest. No, enter Keep all the entering. contests. Win it all. I don't care. Makes it easier for shipping. All right, Twitch follower <laughs> goal. We hit it for August. Woo! Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Subscriber goal. That's okay. We'll come back to it. Which brings a question. Me and Heathen Dog had the question. Or I had the question. And Heathen Dog said something along the lines of, why are you still talking to me? And then he hung up. Um, but we're trying to get three of these goals, right? We're trying to get the goal for three months, right? Mm-hmm. Is that consecutively or non-consecutively? Just in 2019. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. That's amazing. So Twitch subscriber goal can still happen in the future, my friends. YouTube subscriber goal. Oh, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Patreon goals. Ah, oh, we're doing, holding steady. That's good. So Twitch follow subscribers to access all Twitch giveaways and contests, Legion Myth weekly live streams, which are fantastic, and the daily Shroud of the Avatar streams, which you should be a part of. So, YouTube subscribers get highlighted live stream segments, additional Legion Myth content, and Patreon patrons, YouTube members, get better value for Legion Myth, better value for you, member-only content. So, what will happen if we meet all five of these goals? Oh, a follower goal giveaway is coming soon. We have a lot of giveaways. So, not next week. By the end of the month. Yeah, that, that one for the Shroud of the Avatar folks who are watching right now, That will uh, some of the prizes will be given out by Elgarian on his Shroud of the Avatar stream. Which is good. Plant the happy trees. So if you make all these goals, free school we had in 2019, though, we'll give away specific for that venue. Games, gift cards, and more. Twitch follower giveaway is happening soon. Elgarian's giveaway special stuff soon. That's right. Yay, indeed, Elgarian. Yay, indeed. If all four goals are hit, we'll give away, have a giveaway with over a thousand prizes, including an epic portrait painted by me of you and Heathen Dog's special Plex server, all for you. So no, let's I get... can't show it. I, I actually have been wanting to say this for months. <laughs> I have on my wall two pictures Done by Garthon. That's true, but since you're in oh. Heathen Dog's house, you can't show them right now. Yes, on Heathen Dog. Right. Well, on Heathen Dog's wall, apparently, I, have no, <laughs> I, I can't pull them off the wall, but one is of our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles group that uh, Elgarian was also part of. That's and true. And the other one is of uh, the Earthon group, of the original Earthon group where uh, Eric was still playing Obsidian. Oh, that was good. I still have that in a sketchbook somewhere. So, and if, let's get those Twitch subs back up because, you know, that'll be good for everyone. Now, we have over four years of content in the live stream. Anime reviews, comic reviews, game reviews, nerd topics. We have daily Twitchers, the amazing Shroud of the Avatar content. Seven Days to Die being played through. Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. How do you say 6 in Japanese? Uh, I don't uh, know. Ichi ni sanshi Roku. Roku? Roku? That's not Basically, right. That's yeah. what you stream videos on. Yeah, I know. You're making <laughs> these words up. So, Final Fantasy 3 slash Roku. All right, YouTube video. I said that so badly. YouTube videos, live stream segments, tabletop RPG unboxing and fundamental segments, and team-ups, Imperial Last Rival, Left 4 Dead, Imperial. We are said Imperial. Other games, they're there for you. <laughs> so remember, tell everyone that you like it. Subscribe, comment, more engagement, more growth, more growth, more prizes, more prizes, more stuff for you. Family, friends, nerds like us and you. Tell everyone. You know, if your dog has a Twitch stream, tell them. If your mom has a Prime account, use it. I mean, tell her. She wants to be a part of it, trust me. All right, so 
Thanks to all of our Patreons and our Twitch supporters. Uh, Illuminati level Gary M. Thank you so much. Ward level Brian H. and Sheriff. Thank you so much. Uh, Reese at Journeyman. Nova Sarah M. Thank you so much, guys. You got, we have some 33 monsters. That's incredible. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and top and cheers is Zon. Zon's top and everything. Just just say Zon. Zon. Okay. And then everybody else. Every time I say Zon, I think of like that that sound effect they love to put in movies now, Dan. Zon. Zon. Sorry. Anyway. When so, the ship is coming around the planet. Yeah, too. exactly. You know, dawn. <laughs> <laughs> so, stop Cypher in the Twitch to enter the giveaway. I think we have our minimum. We do. Thank you to all of our Twitch subscribers. We really do appreciate it. It's your generous subscriptions that allow us to continue doing what we do. So, you're just blame as much it's as us. It's your generous subscriptions and bits and so on and so forth that gives me money that I sometimes give back to them. That's right. That's how we get these prizes. Well, <laughs> some of these were actually from the manufacturers and publishers. And we really do appreciate that. Uh, the video games are from us. Yes, they're, they're from us. Mainly Max. Actually, mainly it's money we got from the channel. We used to buy the games to give back out yeah. on the channel. So hey, it works out for everyone. So I'm closing the giveaway. No. Slam the door shut. Oh, oh. Ambrose Fox, no. <laughs> oh, no. Ambrose Fox just missed. See, you didn't give the 10-second countdown that normally you guys do. All right. All right. I'll allow entries again. Can you? Will it? I can. Just Ambrose yeah, Fox, mess... try it again. Try it again. You're in. You're in. You're doing it. Do it again. It won't mess up anybody else, will no, it? No, it won't. Exclamation okay, okay, point. Okay. Cypher, you have 10 seconds. I'm going to use my announcer voice. 10, Ooh. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yes, what else? I Happy am the New Year! Oh. I am the softie of this crew. That is true. That is true. Uh, somewhere along the lines, my cold black heart grew one size bigger. So I don't know when that happened. You should go get that checked. I, you know, that could kill you at a young age. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, we're picking a, the winner. Blink. Valdahar, you have won. Oh, we're repicking. No, Valdahar wins. <laughs> Congratulations to Valdahar. Heathen Dog wasn't here to say it. I had to say it for him. Thank you. Congrats. I, I shook my head no. Congratulations, Valdahar. What a great idea. Reroll it. Damn you, Valdahar. All right, picking a new winner. Zon. Zon, you have won. Thank Valdahar for your victory. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I think I just, I think I just snorted. Oh, God. Congratulations, Zon. <laughs> so, just go ahead. Chaos on the stream. Don't ever invite Max back. It's just chaos. <laughs> So, Zon, if you want it, which you should, go ahead, send us a message and uh, give us your email address. We'll email you your information to send you your book. I, I know I already have Zon's email address, but just for consistency's sake, it'll be so much easier. Yeah, just just put it uh, as a whisper in Twitch. Yeah, and whisper what you want as well, because these are going to build up. So we don't yeah, have we to have go 13 back. things we're giving away. Yeah, so whisper, you know, me, win, cipher. Well, I guess we could listen to our own podcast. All right. So, are we picking? Is there a PDF of this? That is the PDF. That is the PDF. PDF. Oh, you emailed you. That's nice. I sent a message to uh, Monty Cook Games, hopes to get a physical copy. I got no response back. Which I don't know if that's better or worse than the notes I received. That's true. That's <laughs> probably better. All right. So, thank you very much. Remember, rating system. We rate things on this. Half star, bad. Five star, excellent. Actually, extraordinary. Pretty okay. Two and a half stars. Eh, that's that's the no, level. Two where... and a half stars is average. That's where the bulk of everything should be. 
that's when you get beyond that that hey that's greater well in between two and three is where most things are yeah it should be like a little bell curve kind of thing yeah it should be but half star things and those five star things should be so few and far between (laughs) bellar says garthon rates everything the four stars are one fair (laughs) i have strong opinions I have rated, well, every time I say something, like, yeah, it's average two and a half. Everyone's like, no, rated a two. I'm like, all right, it's a two. No, one and a half, five. No, no, it, it's your voice. Oh, I'm glad I'm on the live stream because I get to say some of this stuff. <laughs> it's honestly the way you sounded like, man, he made that sound like it was horrible. I don't ever want to read that. No, two and a half stars. Like, well, what? you know what? You should not, <laughs> like Jack Welch said, you should not be making average. That's all I'm saying. If you're doing average, you're Fair losing. Enough. That's when my company made money. Damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, my part of the business makes tons of money still. It's the rest of the company dragging us down. All right. <clears throat> Find your center. Wait, I got to see that real quick. Four stars and a pizza. All right. Garthes goes, it was average. Four stars. That was great. Four stars. Yeah, it's not true. Feelings are hurt. <laughs> that's, a a, that's why there's a meme about it, because it's not true. It's a little true. All right. <clears throat> The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Can I ask you a question about that? Yes. Multiple times I've asked uh, Heathen Dog if... uh can take that out since I'm not on the stream anymore. And he keeps telling me you say no. I like it. Okay. That's uh, I was just curious cuz cuz it was only put there for me. That's one of my favorite slides. Okay. Then we're good. <laughs> Mr. Cleese, do not read this comic. I give it 3 stars. Yeah. <laughs> Everest, Fox, <laughs> Everest Fox is offended by our disclaimer. You're judging me. You're prejudging me. All right. Well, what's great about that is there's this great button in the upper right-hand corner. It looks like an X. That will remove all your worries. No, but don't I, do that because we was, want you to watch. No, I was going to say it looks like a, a diamond. <clears throat> you should definitely click on that, and that will solve your problems. <laughs> Garthon wins. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> do you want an introduction, Mr. Lyle? I never have had one before. I, if, you're, if you're prepared for one or – I'm uh, never prepared for them. I just open my mouth, and it, like, sprays. <laughs> Um, say it, don't spray it. Go ahead. At the dawn of recorded history, man stepped forth from their darkened celestial forests, bringing forth with them the bitter knowledge of the pain of the outside world. They knew not of mathematics, literature, language. The only thing they knew was how to beat to death their fellow man and how to brew alcohol, for that was all that needed to fuel these primitive beings, daring, daring, I say, to walk upon two legs under the stars of the sky. It was upon that time, my friends, when these people dug holes in the ground to sleep in and used those same holes to make their food and brew their swill, that upon these times, they decided upon looking upon the fractured sky above them, they knew there must be something greater than them in this universe, something rising across the celestial skies that let them know that there was a purpose to all being, and as they lay upon those golden fields of the primordial ooze, where winding through their minds was the swill that they had drained into themselves, tripping upon the celestial shores of galactic knowledge, they knew there must 
be something, something like friends. And then it came to them in one blow. And they were all able to join together in one shining moment of togetherness. And they knew all together that the world could never be saved. And all was to end in chaos and fire. It was upon that time that a lone warrior stood above them to rise. And finding with his sword in hand, he exclaimed, Max Laos, Celestial Wisdom, RPG Review. Huh. I, I, how do I rewind that? <laughs> I want to hear that again. That was... Well, well, you just heard the best part of my segment. <laughs> Welcome to Max Leo's Coriolis RPG Review. Yes. Uh, I was going to rewind further, but hey, we're, we're, we'll, we'll do that later. <laughs> Thank you very much for that introduction. I now feel as humbled as he, the dog, usually <laughs> does. So I understand now. Usually I'm sitting there going, I never get that. But now I got it, and I want more. Uh, <laughs> just so, talk, just narrate your lunch. I don't know. Yeah. Should I get pudding or not? Lo, my friends, there was a time. <laughs> exactly. And forsooth and alas and all those other words. Uh, so anyway, uh, a couple things. First of all, uh, looks like we have a giveaway. Yes! That's the wrong slide. We are going to give away the game I'm actually going to talk about. So if you're not sure, if you're kind of on the fence, do I want this game? Do I not want this game? I don't know. Well, listen to what I have to regale you with, and you will find out. Now, this one is for subscribers only. And look, it's $100 worth of giveaway stuff. That's why it's subscriber only for this one. But if we give away, if we give this away, there will also be a PDF version of the core rulebook for followers and subscribers as well. Okay? So some two people get something as long as one person gets something. Hopefully that makes sense here. Um, with that said, let's move on to the next slide then. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, Bang Coriolis, or sorry, uh, exclamation point Coriolis. You said Bang. That's what it's called in the IT world. <laughs> That's what it's called if you program on a Commodore. It's still called Bang everywhere I am. So it's, uh, yeah, exclamation point Coriolis. It's pronounced Bong. Bong. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wow, that went a direction that I'm not going to follow up with. Um, so this is not a heathen dog's full fundamental uh, or review. And the reason for that is I get one episode to tell you everything I need to tell you, not the three or four that he gets. So his are going to go much more in depth. Um, but I will have future videos on Coriolis. At least I plan to. I've done uh, some of the other ones. So if you want to see those videos, if Coriolis interests you or if some of my other games and the other ones that I've looked at interest you, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, subscribe. Subscribe to enter the giveaway. See, I, I uh, yeah, subscribe to Twitch for the giveaway, yes. Um, see, I, I watched these things, and I saw how jumpy Heathen Dog got, so I took out that big red banner. I was, oh, I, I was sad that wasn't there. I wanted to yell subscribe. <laughs> uh, so, anywho. So, uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about Coriolis, the third horizon, which apparently I have to keep putting in there, otherwise Garthon wants to make toilet jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't call us all the Coriolis effect. It's not on me. Uh, there's actually kind of a, 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 a reason for the Coriolis effect, but think of it as political. So it is somewhat uh, meant a metaphor. Oh my gosh! Zon just gave the sub to Mystic Legion. He's so kind. Thank oh, you. look at that. Yeah. All right, I so Mystic that. Legion, try entering again. And you should yes. be in. And actually, Mystic Legion is somebody I know in real life and was in my Forbidden Lands game, so, uh, oh. which I'm going to be talking about later. So interesting. Thank you, Zahn. Appreciate that. Hopefully, uh, Mystic Legion uh, has a good opportunity to win this. Remember, we need 10. We need 10. That's right. So, 
Let me, let me get on track here, otherwise this is going to take seven hours because I ramble. Um, Coriolis, The Third Horizon, is the uh, mechanical reboot of a game that was originally designed in 2008. I tried for the life of me to find that version of the game. I could not find it. Um, but it, in 2016, a Kickstarter was done uh, to put it under the Year Zero engine games, which if you look above there, what do we, I have to look down on my screen here. Uh, Mutant Year Zero, Forbidden Lands, Tales from the Loop, and Alien, the upcoming Alien game. Yes, that Alien, the one you're probably thinking of right now. Oh, yeah, Alf. Yeah. Yes, it's the Elf role. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting. My fault uh, entered. Yes, my fault. Welcome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I, I have that other one, High Level Symbiorum. I have that one because that doesn't actually follow the Year Zero engine rules, but it is another one done by Free League Publishing. Symbarum? All great games. Yeah. That's weird. Yes. That's yeah, it's, it's still a really good game. It has a different system, but it is a really good game. I enjoy it. Um, yeah. I lean towards Forbidden Lands just because I know the rules a little bit better. But uh, anyway. Box um, says that means Coriolis has Xenomorphs. It could. Uh, Zen uh, Coriolis could if you wanted to, but it really doesn't. But the Alien RPG. Eh? Well, if it's Similar there rule. and they're the same rules, just, you know, port it on over. Well, you, you could. Uh, yeah, you could You could do that. They, they, there's always a tweak with the Year Zero Engine games that makes one game a little different than the other one. For example, Forbidden Lands is probably the most uh, rules-heavy, if you want option-heavy, if you want to put it that way, where uh, uh, what, what's the difference with uh, um, Coriolis? Instead of using three sets of dice, use two sets of dice, but the same basic. I have videos on this if you guys want to watch it. I'm going to ramble, guys. <laughs> I need somebody to keep me on track here. So that's not my um, job. I know. It's, Actually, kind it, of is right now. <laughs> we'll move on to the next slide then. Wait, wait. So, um, so are you saying it? This is a remake of the original. The, those, yes. And it is sci-fi. It's kind of like Firefly meets the Arabian Nights. Yes, I, I'm going to mention that. I, oh. I know I said next slide, but I was going to finish up with that. So, but instead of Chinese, you know, in Firefly, they like to speak Chinese and so forth. And here, make it Arabic. Instead oh. of the dress being Chinese, make it Arabic. Um, I am not the type of person. I lived in Kuwait for a year. I worked there as a contractor. Uh, I still, look, I loved Kuwait, but I don't read. I don't have any interest in Arabian Nights, so I struggle with this part of it. But if you like the Arabian Nights Oh, you should motif. read that book. That's a good book. Uh, people keep telling me that. I'd, when I get to the RNG and I tell you how much time I have to read, you'll... Uh, anyway. Well, they're short, but, they're short stories. I, no, I understand. My mom had a collection <laughs> of them. Uh, anywho. Oh, that's why so you won't read just, it. Yes, because my mom read it. It's very sad. No, it's parent pictures, and I never learned to read. That's why I won't read any uh, any driving manuals or anything, because my mom read one of those once. So. <laughs> well, you're in Virginia. Does it matter? All right. So. Well, up north, they don't read any of the laws they sign, so I guess not. <laughs> this is going to derail. Um, <laughs> you know I'm not an easy person to keep on track. I'm very easy to So, <laughs> first come um, versus the Zenithians. Yeah, there we go. Hey, that uh, sounds like to... a great like 1960s album. Well. Like, uh, Question again. Mark and the Mysterians presents first come versus Zenithians. Sorry. I am going to try to explain this to you in as quick as way as possible before people forget that there's a giveaway. Uh, <laughs> the central theme is the conflict between the more progressive first come, and there's a reason they're called that, and the imperialist Zenithians, which again, there's a reason why they're called that. Now, other themes include faction conflict, prospecting, trade, infiltration, the study of these new powers. To continue with the Firefly reference, think River Tam, but with a more mystical bent. 
Uh, you can explore ruins and derelicts. Pay off your debt. I mean, your starship costs money, right? Uh, who and what are these emissaries? And no, we're not talking stupid Deep Space Nine crap. And there's a lot more that uh, that you guys can do. It's it's space. I mean, you can explore 36 different solar systems or star systems. I think like 40 different solar systems. So, so uh, let's move on to the next slide where we talk about the history. What now, this, this is this is a lot of information. What is yeah, this? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to go over it quickly. What's, what's oh, Zahn, give me some of the tricks. Oh, oh, my God. He's giving a bunch of stuff. Zahn, I, I can't thank you enough, man. Like, I don't know how, what Elgarian says, but uh, I, I, I know he appreciates it as well. But from me, who actually owns Legion of Myth, and from Heathen Dog and Garthon, even though Garthon can speak for himself, thank not, you not, very much. We he, really not do. Not from Heathen Dog. He says terrible things about you. No, I, I can't lie about that. Not, <laughs> not when somebody's giving me a lot of money. <laughs> uh, he knows I'm kidding. All right. All right. So, so over a thousand years ago, when humans first ventured into space, interstellar travel was lifetimes long and predominantly wrought with failure. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? That Most sounds were, normal. Yeah, well, right, what you'd expect from a voyage that long. Hell, we can't even get to Mars right now. But most were never heard from again. During this time, two huge colony ships, you're gonna start to see a reference here, named Nader and Zenith that were set forth along uh, or for a millennia-long journey toward a star system known as Aldebaran. Wait, the ships were named Nader and Zenith? Yes. They're huge colony ships. Well, and look, why well, they were named Nader, that, Nader means the bottom and Zenith means the top. I know what ship I'd yeah. rather be on. <laughs> well, you know what? And that kind of turns out that way, too. But, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, inter spoilers. Interstellar, yeah, kind of. You know, when I boarded the crash in the ocean, I didn't wonder if, I wonder what was going to happen on my voyage. Sorry. Yeah, they could have named one Titanic. <laughs> Sorry. Space Titanic, because when you put space in front of anything, it makes it, it science fiction. It makes it better. Fiction. That's right. <laughs> All right. Interstellar space travel from Earth continued on over the decades and century until one day about 500 years ago, one ship returned with news of a strange anomaly in space. This anomaly, a field of exotic particles and waves in space, was without physical structure, so no, it wasn't quite a stargate. However, when a ship entered the field, it instantly appeared at a distant location in space. At the same location every time, kind of like a wormhole. Huh. Dubbed portals, humans immediately began to colonize the stars closest to the portal. These star systems became known as the first horizon. Humanity finally established itself as a space-faring civilization. Sometime later, another portal was discovered, leading humans to <laughs> a second collection of star systems. Apparently, I'm not reading chat. Nora said it before I could. What? <laughs> hey, I made her watch. Hey, with that in mind, I made her watch Ice Pirates uh, uh, about two or three months ago. Awesome movie, by the way. And I'll, I got I got to say this because this is one of those things I can't keep in my head without letting you know. Did you know that the lady who played the Frog Woman? In uh -huh. Ice Pirates is Monica Lewinsky's mom. I had no idea. That's hilarious. You will die. You will die knowing that now. Okay. So back on track here. The second horizon was colonized. So colonization expansion were swift because, you know, humans are like little viruses and roaches. We like to go everywhere. And communities became full-fledged societies and cultures. As is typical with humankind, this golden age of exploration peace and prosperity eventually fell into something dark because, you know, that's what we do. A schism arose between the first two horizons. 
During this time, a third horizon was discovered. Hey, are we seeing how this is progressing now? Yeah, yeah. Becoming the home to fortune seekers, religious dissidents, rebels, refugees, and really anyone who wanted to escape the monolithic cultures of the first and second horizons. These people, along with their descendants, are known in the third horizon as the first come because, well, they got there first. The first come brought with them tolerance, freedom, the icons. Think of them as like uh, avatars or, or um, I, I don't have a good word for them. They're not so much the gods themselves. They're kind of like the passions of Earth Dawn. I mean, like, though that's a reference a lot of people probably wouldn't get. Um, but and the foundations of beautiful cultures of 36 separate star systems. Again, you know how this is going to go. Humans <laughs> it's going to go well. Everything. No one knows how or why, but the portal wars started. And soon fleets from the first and second horizons are spread all over the third horizon. After years of bloodshed and with no part of society, space, or time unaffected, the third horizon forces finally defeated the remaining fleets of the first horizon and closed the portal to the other horizons. This act ended communication and trade forever. The people of the Third Horizon are now alone in 36 star systems. Following the Portal Wars was the Long Night, an era without progress and with declining populations. This is an era of famine, plague, despair. Whole cultures vanished. Next slide, please. It was during this the, time the colony ship Zenith... Maybe you should actually like those old, like, t you remember the old taping books? They should just go, ding, and then you know, all know. <laughs> I, I could you know, I actually do presentations partially uh, as, you know, for my job as a living. And it's just next slide, please. I'm so used to it. That. <laughs> uh, it was during this time that the colony ship Zenith with its hundreds of thousands, that can't be understated, of cryostasis colonists on board arrived at Aldebaran. They were astounded to find 36 portal link systems of the region already inhabited and home to various outposts and colonies. Imagine, you've been flying for a thousand years. Woo, we made it. Yay. Wait, what the hell? Squatters. So at this time, tribalism reigned in the third horizon and the numerous groups either had no interest or lacked the ability to communicate with each other. The Zenith traveled the third horizon for quite some time, five years if you look at the timeline, to trying to decide what to do because they had two issues, two issues that they had to get over. One, where do they park the ship? Because all these planets are either war-torn or uh, colonized. I mean, you got 100,000 colonists. Do you think uh, you know your state of Virginia would like it if, uh, I, I was gonna say Germany, but Germany did do that. Uh, would like you know, a couple <laughs> hundred thousand people to just land there like, hey. So that was one, uh, where do they park the ship? And the other one is what to do with the colonists. Like they're in cryosleep, we gotta do something with them. So for issue one, they decided to put their ship in orbit around Kua. If you look at the map that's on the screen there, you can see it's the central point. Uh, they actually did it on the planet Kua around the system Kua. So, In regard to the second issue, it sparked a mutiny. Ultimately, this forced the captain's family and many of the high-ranking officers to flee to the surface of Kua. And I'm not going to get to the monument and all that stuff. While the remaining crew and colonists took refuge on the ship, which they eventually rebuilt in the space station now known as Coriolis. A third faction in the mutiny, annoyed by the discussions between the first two factions, simply woke all the colonists from stasis, then bailed during the chaos. Like that, ah, suckers. What a bunch of jerks. 
You know what's pretty cool about them now, as you'll see in a little bit, is they are secretive warrior prophets now. Like, there are more rumors about them than fact, but they are amazing, well, uh, warriors and, uh, uh, I wouldn't call them diplomats, but uh, philosophers. Hmm. No. Um, five years after arriving in the Third Horizon, the remaining personnel of the Zenith begin to transform the ship into the space station now known as Coriolis. The project took 10 years. After which, Coriolis sent a word to the factions to set up a council for peace and trade on the space station. After some time, old feuds actually simmered and Harmony returned to the Third Horizon with Coriolis as its jewel. So what are we missing? Well, this is an RPG and humans ruin everything. I say, you gotta have some conflict in there. Yes, you do. So you know something had to shake this up. Well, and this is kind of is the timeline. It's about a year, year beforehand, but depending on how you play the game, this is pretty much the timeline of the player characters now. Uh, from the depths of Kua's gas giant, Zine, I hope that's how it's pronounced, rose the faceless emissaries. Who are these emissaries? Nobody knows, but theories do abound. Are they specters from another world? Are they the icons incarnate? Are they the portal builders? Who knows, but they demanded a seat on the council and were granted that seat on the council. This is where things got funny. It's like some weird One aliens of, showed up. Kinda, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not gonna give the spoiler. There's actually a, an adventure, uh, we'll call it a module, that's almost as thick as the main rule book of the game. That's how involved it is. That kind of tells you more about who the uh, emissaries are, but I'm not gonna spoil that for you. One of the emissaries, though, claimed to be the incarnation of the icon. So again, think of it as an avatar or passion. I don't want to go so far as to say a god, but they do are worshipped and kind of grant powers. But are the icon the judge, which was considered sacrilegious by the Order of the Pariah. So in typical fashion, the Order of Pariah has since closed off its home system to all travel. We're taking our icon and going home. Good job. Yeah. Today... With the suspicion of the emissaries, the rise of old conflicts and the emergence of new ones, and the new phenomena of people showing magical or miraculous power, said to be reserved for the icons alone, so you can see how you know this can cause some conflict, matters are again turning to violence. Hey, now we have a role-playing game. Next slide, please. <laughs> Today, 65 years after the arrival of the arrival of the Zenith and 50 years after completing the Coriolis space station, the council consists of the following factions, each with detailed descriptions in the core book. Now, I'm not going to go through all these factions, but there are two that I want to talk about. The Draconites, under the, both under the first gum. The Draconites, that's the third faction that had the mutiny on the Zenith. Oh, okay. They are now warrior prophets. The other one that I want to mention, because I, you know, I'm trying to relate everything back to uh, Firefly, because they like to do that themselves, is Alam's Temple. Think of that as Inara. You, uh, I think that was her name. Yeah, the 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 one that you know Mal liked, although he would never admit it. The Lady uh, of the from, Night. Yes. Assassin. The courtesan. Okay, so you, if you want to pause it, the video on that, go ahead. But I'm moving on to next slide. Now I don't have any. That was that was my imitation of heathen dog with the now. Well, I do not have any Coriolis specific videos yet. I have a few videos on the Year Zero engine games, such as Forbidden Lands and Mutant Year Zero, so I'm not going to go deeply into the game concepts, character creation, game stats, so on and so forth. You can watch those other videos for that. So that I don't make this an hour-long segment, I'm skipping to some highlights that I want to talk about. First off, when you make your character in this game, everything in the Mutant Year Zero, or I'm sorry, in the Year Zero engine games has got this group concept. 
you always have a relationship with the other players in the game. You don't just sit down at the table and say, okay, this is this. No, no, you actually have to have a relationship with another character in the game. It's supposed to build that bond so you're not shooting each other in the face if you make you know classes or whatever that are diametrically opposite. In this one, you need to know what your group concept is. Are you free traders, mercenaries, explorers, agents, pilgrims? And those, those are the five or six, no, five. Uh, but that doesn't take away from the character's individual concept. It just says, okay, now we have a theme that the group is built around. You can still be whatever class or profession you want. Next, while the level of religious commitment varies from the superstitious hauler to missionary zealots, worship of the icons permeates everything in the universe of Coriolis. Again, I hate to use the reference because some people might not get it, but I liken it to the passions of Earth Dawn. You don't have to pray to them like a god, but you know that there's something there. You know that they exist because you get talents for it. And every character, then this kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy for you, Garthon, but every character is born under the sign of an icon, which is randomly rolled. You don't get to pick. You're a bad GM if you let them pick. Bad, naughty, naughty. You know, that, uh, but this, uh, uh, by falling under uh, an icon, it's an additional talent for your character. Talents aren't quite magical, but they're they're close. They're tweaks that your character gets, special ability that you can use. So for an example, a character who falls under the sign of the gambler can choose an automatic critical success once per game session. Hey, I, you know what? I need, I need to succeed at this, and it needs to be a crit. Let's do it now. All right. There you go. I, don't even roll. You got your critical success once per game session. Now, there's a downside to that, but we're not going to get into that. If there is an analogy to hell, the dark side of the force, demons, the devil, and all things bad, it would be what they call the darkness between the stars. It is the corrupting force at work in the intersection between civilization and the endless nothingness of space. Again, going back to Firefly, the corruption of the Reavers would be the result of the darkness between the stars. All right, next slide, please. You didn't, all you didn't do the signal. Ding. I need a little bell. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. No, uh, don't go 15 slides ahead there. All Mutant Year Zero games have a home base. In Mutant Year Zero, it's the Ark. In Forbidden Lands, it's the Stronghold. In Coriolis, it's your starship. It is the group's most prized possession and also your source of income and debt. You start the game with debt. Oh, and you wow. have to pay that debt off. Oh, it's just like college. Yes. Yes, you you you've got your 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 starship loan, and now you got to pay it back. Got to get a job. It's a balancing act between repairs, upgrades, and paying off your debt. So you've got to take missions. What kind of missions? And it can't happen in one adventure. Again, bad GM if you let them pay off their ship's debt in one adventure. Uh, starship combat resembles typical Year Zero engine ground combat, but it's tweaked to feel like you're on the crew of a ship in space. But it still maintains the Year Zero engine flow, which is something that I've, I'm really starting to love the more I play it. Similar to Stars Without Number, and I specifically state that because everybody's gonna wanna say Starfinder, well, Stars Without Number came first. <laughs> uh, PCs assume positions on board the ship. Captain, engineer, pilot, sensor operator, and gunner. And each one has its own role. And what they do in the Year Zero engine games is initiative is only rolled by the captain. Not every crew member rolls initiative, just the captain. And then each of the crew positions makes 
their action in phase order. Just as a real simple example, captains give orders. And yes, they actually give orders that if followed can give bonuses to the other people's roles. Engineers basically play with power, pilots maneuver, sensor operators get target locks, and gunners shoot. I mean, the, each one has more to it than that, but you get the idea. Ding! See, that makes it so much easier. There you go. <laughs> Mystic powers are treated as talents. There are no fireballs. So let's, I mean, I guess as a game master, you could add that to the game if you wanted to expand upon uh, the mystic powers, but um, they are, they can stop a subtle action, but not an attack. They can lift tiny objects like a key, but not a player character off the ground. They're just little things that uh, give you a little tweak to your character, but nobody can explain them. And they're obviously magical slash miraculous. Uh, you can exercise a spirit which is actually uh, something you want to do in this game. Every time you cast a spell, though, the other games have things like willpower, especially Forbidden Lands. In this one, the Game Master doesn't... E so you don't build up willpower in this game like you do in Forbidden Lands. What happens is every time you use a certain ability in this one, you give the Game Master a darkness point that he can use against you. So, uh, yeah. How, how do I explain this quickly? Because um, I'm trying to compare it to the other games. Essentially... Not every skill or power in the game, but if you use certain talents that are obviously, we'll say, magical or kind of out of the scope of human action and behavior, the Game Master gets a darkness point. And with enough darkness points, the Game Master can start doing things back to you, like, you failed your role, but I didn't know you failed your role, but I want, no, you failed your role. Sounds a little oh. like Mage. Um, you if, you like did something, if you did something too out of the ordinary, you get the paradox, and then bad things happen to you. Yeah. But um, in this case, it's more like the GM just starts screwing with you. Yeah, I mean, there are limitations to what the GM can do. Like, some things cost multiple amount of darkness points and so on and so forth. So if the GM wants to do this, he better have four darkness points. So uh, lastly, you have cybernetics and bionics. They are also treated like talents. Um, they modify attributes. They, you can have a lie detector, regeneration. Uh, and those cost both money, called burr in this game, and experience. So they're they're given to you and leveled like uh, actually you don't level them in this game that's only for hidden lands uh, but you get them as if they were talents you pay five character points for them and then you have to heal for a d6 days all right so so that is everything that i felt was important to tell you in a nutshell that should make you want to you know enter this giveaway so hopefully uh hopefully we have 10 people because it's only for subscribers hopefully we have 10 subscribers in here because i really want i have it sitting down there i'm pointing you can't see it but uh, but I'm po I have the box right down there with the bundle in it, and I want to mail this to somebody. So please let there be 10 subscribers. All right. This subscriber only giveaway is closing in 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right. Are there 10? Yes, there are. Yes, are Dark Souls party cumulative, or they're using a sp the specific character? That's a good question. Um, no, they're they're cumulative. So if across the group, let's say there are five players, and each one, you know, one person does two darkness points, another one earns one darkness point, blah blah, they're all added together for the GM. Ah. But understand that from your perspective, you've effectively used like your version of darkness points as the player already. So what this does, it makes it so that the game master doesn't have to put 18 dragons to fight you because you have all these special powers. Like, okay, use a special power. Now I get to use one back at you. 
Um, in Forbidden Lands, for example, because Mystic Legion knows this, um, you have to have willpower to cast spells. I, as the game master, have to have willpower to cast spells as well. So if the players have no willpower, I, as the game master, have no willpower and can't cast spells. Zero. All right, picking the winner. Noxich, okay. you have won. Please speak up in the chat. Let us know you're here. Let us know you still want it. Now, now, I want to be very clear about something here. Remember, physical shipping is only to U.S. addresses. If, if you're an international uh, if you're an international person, I'm sorry, but we have to do the PDF. And that it's going to take a while. Cause it, it... That, that was stated at the beginning of, of the stream. Just yes, it I was. I want to be clear about that. Yes, it was. So go us and send us a tell through Twitch. Let us know. Uh, give us your information so we can send you this bundle. If you yes. are here, let us know you're here. Because if you're not here, you can't get it. Send it as a whisper. Uh, so since you won the physical, send your email address and physical address via Twitch Whisper. Yes, please. Yeah. Now, now we should be following this up with... Whisper to me. <laughs> whisper to me. Well, I put it in there so you can just right-click on it, you know, make yeah. it easy. Makes sense. Because uh, right I... now he has not responded or said yay me or anything. So I, I hope... think he did say yay, didn't he? Uh, Wait, maybe not. Nope. Nope. So come on, Mr. Bandersnatch. You have to, or Narks. <laughs> Bandersnatch. <laughs> oh, because if you don't say anything, we're going to give that to someone else. Just saying. All right. Now it is time to roll. For the PDF. Of For the, the PDF. Core rule book. Now this is just the core rule book, but it'll get you started. It's like, hold on. I've got the book right here. Look at this monster. I have an unboxing video of everything that is one in the physical also. Ambrose so. <laughs> Fox says will claim it for him. That's kind of you. That's generous. <laughs> All right. So the winner of the PDF is. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Did what? you start it over? No, it's doing the same people. No, no, no. Uh, for the PDF, followers get to get involved. Oh, that's gosh. Why, that's why I, I know. That's why it's A and B. I knew it was going to be confusing. You can blame me. But that's why it's A and B. So uh, Baldahar did not win that. Sorry, Baldahar. Yeah, Sorry, he'd say to reroll anyway. All right, so we're resetting that. We are opening this to no, M. No, no, I, that, that was my fault, Baldahar. I, I didn't remind him. Yeah, because, well, it still says subscribers. Move to the next slide. Blink. Oh, it's look not, at it's that. Not, it's not time to roll. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. I was tricked. I was tricked. Uh -huh. So everyone who's here, everyone watching, everyone in chat, if you're a follower at all, exclamation point Coriolis in order to be the, the one to win the PDF. There you go. Dan444 started it. We yeah. need 10, remember? No, what else is already oh, in what, there? Well, Baldahar's already in there. Well, my mine started to fly by the screen. Yeah, we got people. That's good. All right. Come on, everyone. Get in there. Um, Yeah. He, uh, uh, was that a Bedwin? Just Coriolis. He, he typed it wrong. Yes, Expedition Coriolis. So, what are your thoughts? What did you think of Max Leo's Celestial Wisdom? What are your thoughts on Coriolis? Do you find such a flesh-eye history interesting or restrictive? And make sure to check out Max's other Tailed-Up RPG videos on the YouTube. And if you like Max Leo's statements here, definitely check out his other YouTube videos, including unboxings of Coriolis and other items, and his Earth Dawn reviews i want to use my automatic critical success for this role oh. <laughs>
Well, then I get a darkness point, and uh, we're going to reroll. All of them. <laughs> Actually, I can't do that. You can't take that away. They get their success if they do that. Um, there was somebody I saw earlier. It was a uh, Bedouin. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Who did Coriolis PDF because that's what it was supposed to be. But uh, uh, please make sure you just type in. Just exclamation point Coriolis. Yeah, so yeah that was uh, that. Bedouin. So, Bedouin, please re-enter with just exclamation point Coriolis. I just don't want somebody to miss out on the possibility because of that technicality. Because the next slide is going to say, there you go. All right, he's in. Excellent. Yeah, that, that was on me for not changing the update. All right, so, thank you, Max. You are welcome. I enjoyed that. I, I Hopefully, the one thing that I wanted to get out of that was I had to do everything in one, so hopefully it wasn't boring. It was good. So like Max Leo, share Max Leo, subscribe to Max Leo and the Legion Myth on YouTube. Join to your full shows, anime, comics, and games, member-only chat and giveaways, a monthly Q&A with Legion Myth members, and accounts towards your Patreon giveaway goals. If you want more Max Leo, as I said before, find us on unboxing videos, Earth on Display, Forbidden Lands videos, and other tabletop RPG overviews. Remember, everyone, be a Legionnaire. It says it's time to roll. Yes, it is. You want to give him a 10-second countdown again? All right, everyone. Exclamation point Coriolis. In order to win the PDF of the Coriolis system, I need you all to type in exclamation point Coriolis right now, my friends, because we are shutting this down in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Close. Did you enter? Who? Gleppo. Oh, Gleppo said, did I, did I win? You didn't enter. Can't win if you don't play, Mr. Gleppo. <laughs> of course, no, I no just problem. came in. <laughs> okay. Hey, we got plenty more to give away. Yes, we do. We're picking our winner. Look at that. Better win. You have won. Win. Good Can thing. You... Good thing you retyped that. Yes. Nice. Congratulations. Remember, whisper to Legion of Myth your email address and that you won Coriolis. Or I'll have to go back and watch this two and a half hour long monstrosity. I'm writing it down. Okay. Oh, appreciate that. <laughs> Rigged. <laughs> that's that's what everybody's supposed to type in when they lose. Rigged. That's right. Hacks. <laughs> <clears throat> if they don't win, it's a fix. We all know it's a fix. But as Life always, um, that one gentleman really needs to uh, let us know that he's here or he's not going to win. What's that guy's name? The one who... Uh, did you write it down? No, he didn't speak up, so I didn't write it down. Fair I'm look, enough. Looking it up right well, now. I'm scrolling back up, see if I can find it. Uh, I'll claim it for him. Okay, so I found that, so I'm getting close. I got it. It's uh, okay. G Bandersnatch. G-N-A-R. <laughs> Watertown date. Oh, God. K-Z-S-H. It's like not even like... Huh? The Great Green Narco Seizure. Uh, if it was a fixed surprise, it would have been a soda water town. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, everyone. So here we are. <laughs> I spelled Ambrose Fox. Uh, well, then that's the bot. <laughs> you misspelled it. That's hilarious. All right. 
If you like anime, comics, or games, now is your chance to interview all of them at one time with Garthon's Comic Poll. Join Garthon as he reviews comic books for your entertainment, and later he fights to the death in the ring. So now, everyone, let's join Garthon for Garthon's Comic Poll. Where'd my, where'd my thing go? Alright, let's try it again. Shh. Yes, Garthon's Comic Poll. Garthon buys comics, reads comics, pulls comics, tells you about comics, subscribes to comics, just as you should subscribe to Garthon and the Legion of Myth. I so, should get royalties every time that uh, that you play that. Just pay them to yourself, my friend. You're <laughs> <laughs> all weak, thanks. All right. First up, we are going to be talking about Arrow, number two. An interesting comic book. Very interesting. All right. I like the covers of these books so far. Well, that's what the internal art looks like, too. Nice. The art, the art in these books is really good. So, but before we do that, we're going to have our Twitch giveaway. Giveaway number four this time. Mutant Year Zero. Role-playing at the end of days. So, all we have to do for that is allow Garthon to, uh, to fix his thing. To give away... And, uh... The book I'm holding up right now, well, is not the one you're going to get. Heathen Dog actually has the unopened book that you'll get. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Mutant Year Zero, nice thick book. It's the same basic system that we were talking about with Coriolis. I don't know if I can show this. Either. Let's do it upside down just in case you need that. There you go. <laughs> it's important to have it upside down. I know. So, explanation point MYZ in order to get in on this giveaway for Mutant Year Zero. Same basic rules as Coriolis, but a crazy, weird, different world. So, uh, one thing just to also be very clear about that, the Mutant Year Zero stuff. That man is, is a that, grasshopper. What's that? That man is a grasshopper. Uh, well, he's a mutant, yeah. Um, that is, you get mutant things. Um, these are going to be coming from Heathen Dog, who's on vacation for a week. So, you're not going to get it right away. He can't mail it out tomorrow because they're sitting in his house. And he'll he'll be back in a week. Yes. But as we go and let that cook, remember exclamation M Y Z. Arrow number two was written by Zhao Leifeng with the backstory as written by Greg Pak. Art is by King. And the backstory art is by Popmon. That's a good name. Colors are by King. And uh, colors in the backstory are Frederico Blee. And the covers by. Come on, Max. Say it. What? Sorry, I'm talking to Baldahar. King! Oh, that's a Klingon name. <laughs> when I saw that, that's all I was thinking of was, was uh, Klingon from the old Star Trek. He, it's probably a guy who looks like a Mongol with a little green uniform. I was guessing he was a skinny Asian dude. But, anyway. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the reason that there's two writers to ours is because uh, the main story has to deal with uh, Arrow and her solo adventures, basically her introduction story. The other, the backstory is dealing with wa uh, her and Wave. Uh, Wave is a relatively new hero. Uh, she has water manipulation powers, and she's from the Philippines, and deals with her run-ins with the agents of Atlas, and they're breaking away from the team and stuff like that. So, interesting backstory. But that's not the main thing we're here to talk about. So, in our last issue of Arrow, we were introduced to the character, her basic powers, basically a little bit about her life. She's an architect, and someone has kind of like animating these buildings to try and injure her. And so she's using her like mega wind powers to like knock them over. Um, this issue is a continuation of that where 
Well, I also got some backstory where she, you know, dealing with her personal life and some friends. This is a very nice continuation of that. It's still very introductory. We're still trying to get a clue about what her world is like, uh, where she is, where everything's going on. Um, starts out with her still in the fight with the... She just knocked out the one giant building monster, and then another one pops up, which is a building she designed, and so she's kind of taking a little personal. Um, but she's uses her wind abilities to start trying to detect who might be causing these monsters to form. And she's actually able to detect a, an energy pattern that she's familiar with by its heat signature that she detects through the wind currents because she is mega-powered. Tracks it down, and it's a woman named Madame Huang who, uh, you find out, initially trained her how to use her powers. But then she turned evil. They don't tell exactly why or how she turned evil, but she definitely turned evil. Um, while she's going through encountering Madame Wang, the woman who trained her and is now turned evil, you also get her thinking about like her things that happened previously and how what brought Arrow to this state. And you get an insight to her personal relationships where she's having dinner with her longtime boyfriend and they're at a very nice place. And he starts like, still like, well, you know, I wanted to, there's, there's something, I mean, uh, I just wanted to make this dinner memorable. See, next year it might be our anniversary. And so you're like, thinking to yourself, oh, dear God. The perfect setup? <laughs> She's like, oh, dear God, see how you... So she, like, uses her wind currents and checks in his pocket. There's a wedding ring. It's like, oh, crap. Behind her, she can sense, like, a guy with a violin coming up to play romantic songs. It's like, oh, That's crap. cheating. <laughs> she has superpowers. She ain't afraid to use them. <laughs> uh, but... You actually start to hear like subtle like wind powers where she actually counteracts the vibration of the strings so it doesn't make any sound when he tries to play. You know, she starts trying to hear all these distractions to try and figure out a way to get out of there, right? Counteracts the music so there's no so the music can't play. It's like going the and so right when she can't think of it, it's just a phone call from from work because she's a very in demand architect. She's like, oh oh yeah oh yeah also oh no I'll save the plans right away. Oh I gotta go it's an emergency. And she runs out. And, he, you know, of course, her boyfriend's all all sad. So, uh... Well, but, not only did she cheat to well, try she, to figure out what's going on... She's not cheating, she's then, using her abilities. If you hear but, something happening, are you cheating? Then she, then she basically just friend-zoned him. Yeah, pretty much. She does not want the relationship to go that serious. She don't know why. It obviously she likes the guy. She's going out with him. Um, maybe it's because of... She has fear of commitment issues. Maybe, it's, and maybe that's because Madame Huang betrayed her. Maybe it's because she's doing the whole, I have superpowers, and if you are with me, you will die. Try, you know, Peter Parker troubles. You know, you don't know at this point. Or maybe she just likes to love men and leave them. She doesn't seem that type from her personality so far. She seems actually kind of aloof. Um, Everybody's got a weakness or, or a drawback somewhere. That's true. I don't mean that she's Small. aloof and that she's, like, not a nice person, but adds that she has problems... She's afraid to connect to people, it seems, so far. Like, she's actually kind of timid. But when she goes all superhero, then she's not. That's which kind of the impression you kind of get. So it's an interesting... I love the art in the book. It looks... It reads like you're watching an anime. Uh, very high energy in a lot of the scenes. Everything moves really nicely. Uh, when she encounters Amanda Huang, it's a nice dramatic moment. And then, uh, after the like little flashback, that kind of leads to where... Back to into encountering Madame Huang... Where's a Huang? Pretty sure it's Huang. But they end up in a... 
in a little fight where he says, you can't beat me, I trained you, and then she actually, Arrow starts actually winning. Even though she's tired, she's been fighting monsters all day, she actually, she's like, huh, well, good thing I have a backup plan too. And this big rock guy, who looks like a person, not a monster, kind of comes out and starts pummeling on Arrow. And that's where it ends. And you're guessing he has some relationship with her as well, maybe? Because by the reaction she gives. Uh, so, again, it's... Issue 1 was a very much an introductory issue. This, too, is a very much an introductory issue. But it works in that it actually opens up more of the character to what's going on. You know on. how long this series is supposed to last? It's an unlimited series. Okay. Which, in Marvel terms, that usually means 12 to 25 issues. I was going to say four. <laughs> well, that's what it feels like sometimes. But nowadays, for some reason, Marvel doesn't want to run a series past 25 issues, it seems. They'll just restart it at one. Uh, of course, the amount of issues it gets depends entirely upon sales. That's how these things go. So if you like this art, you like the style, you like... it's Like I said, it reads like an anime. So if you want to support that, buy this book. That's how you make sure they make more of it, my friends. Uh, so do I like it? Oh, wait, let's talk about the backstory. Uh, the second story uh, with Greg Packpot Man is her and Wave... And you see, like, their friendship building. That art is done by a totally different artist. It's done by Popmon. That is very much more in the American art style. Uh, it's still really good art. Uh, the colors really pop. The action's really solid. Uh, the art is really, really good in this whole book. Like, it's more... so, so, wait, so that's a completely separate story that Greg Pak did? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it related to this one, or is it, like, no, it's its own, just uh, a two-parter book? The main story is basically, which is most of the book, is kind of the origin story. Okay. And, and it's all about Arrow. The second story seems to be kind of like what they really want to do is push Wave. And they're doing it by putting her in this book, to, and then later she'll get her own. So I think that's what they're doing there. But it shows okay. their friendship and, and the, their trials together. So it's a, it's an interesting story. It's not as to me it's not as fun as the Arrow story. It's a, but it is more dramatic. There's you know people out to get them, and she was trying to do her. Basically, she's part of a superhero. They're both part of the superhero team, but then when the the whole Asgardian invasion thing happened and all the War of the Realms crap happened, she was Wave and Arrow were basically teleported away from their team. And ended up having to fight, you know, all these fire methods and demons with his mother tears they teamed up with. And when they get back to the other team, you know, they're like, you ab you abandoned us. They're like, we were teleported away. It's like, you didn't report back. We, you, we got, you got teleported. Why didn't you come back? It's like, I had to save people. There was problems. Well, you abandoned your team, so you're, we're mad at you now. You're at, and you need to give us back those magic swords we gave you. She's like, hell no. You're my magic swords. And... That's kind of where they end up. So War of the Worlds gave us anime comics. In a way, yes. In this. So <laughs> uh, it's an interesting story. I think Wave's an interesting character. I like that they're doing more with her. But uh, the main Arrow story stands on its own, I think. And I love the art. Love the book. A lot of fun. You see on the cover in the back, there's Madam Wang. And then in the middle, there's the rock guy. And then there's Arrow up front. One of, one of the things that's kind of weird to me is, you know, I don't do comic books, but uh, I've, been sl I've been trying because since you, you do these nice, awesome reviews, subscribe. Uh, I, I've been trying to get into them, but I just can't do it. I can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. But I've been reading a bunch of manga recently, and uh, one of the things I don't like about it is it's all black and white. But I really like the art in this book, and if the story continues on, I'll definitely get this in trade. 
Yeah, it, it, trades it, are always something good. good. Yes, Norris says Max does not like grits. I love grits and he eats oatmeal. It's a war of the north and south. No, I eat cream of wheat. That's what you compare to grits. Ew. <laughs> It's because you guys like nasty stuff in the South. Hey, you be nice to the South here. <laughs> here in Virginia. You eat sausage made out of like blood and guts and stuff. I don't know. That's the Philippines. Oh. And, you know, <laughs> I got that too anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so, arrow number two. Is it a good book? Yes. I really enjoyed it. So that means... Uh, it's an above-average book. The art is above-average. The color really pops. The cover act color actually kind of sucks. Um, hmm. I understand what they're doing with this, like trying to show the blue versus the red and blah, blah, blah. I didn't like her face on the cover. Other yeah. than that, I, I like the contrasty colors. Yeah, but in the book, it all looks a lot better. I, this is all blue because they're trying to – she's outside and there's rain and stuff. Anyway, but the interior art is fantastic. It moves really well. It's dynamic. They're doing a good job with the introduction. They're kind of stretching it out a bit so you want to know more, and they're not giving it to you all at once so you buy the next issue. Sweet tea, pecan pie, grits, another real food. That's true. That's very oh, true. Oh, hey, there. Up there in Minnesota, we eat corn and steak, you know. That's true. And uh, lutefisk. can't talk like that anymore. Oh, yeah, the lutefisk. Oh, yeah. That's good, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could talk like that still, but I can't. <laughs> this is anything beast that's smelly fishy. Right before we said it. Yeah. Uh, so... It is an excellent book. Um, it's not perfect, though. I really would have liked to see a little more drama in what's going on. I'd love to show in like, the stuff in the personal relationship going on because you get an idea that it seems like she's perfect as a hero. She's really powerful. She's on top. She's in control. But in her personal life, is not so great. Not I think fall- they ran out of pages for that? or No, it, it's they, all in just... there. Okay. I love it. And it looks like... Her personal life isn't like falling apart, isn't in pieces, but she doesn't know what to do there. Like She's much more comfortable punching bad guys and getting beaten up than having to confront her feelings for someone. And I think they're doing a great job showing that. And it gets the Garthon gold star rating of four stars for Arrow. Go ahead, Baldahard. Go ahead. You're the only one who can do it. I can't four even stars. do it. What's up with that? Four stars. Four stars. He was ready. Well, Baldahard knows. Four stars. Oh, macro. God, please, no. 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 Four stars. Yeah. Oh, Dan Forfors is from North Minnesota. He knows nobody who likes Ludafisk. Yeah, no one does. Wait, you from Northern Minnesota? Oh, that's cool. I'm from just outside the Twin Cities. I had to eat Ludafisk when I was in grade school, one time. They made us. I went to a Lutheran school and they made us do it. Valdar <laughs> typed in a way for me to say it. He knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, but Marvin says no one liked it ever, but they were hungry. Yeah, that's pretty much how Ludafisk went. You know, you could preserve <laughs> it to the winter. It wasn't good, but it would keep you alive. And then it became something people ate at holidays in Norway. It's like, oh, just like our ancestors ate. Our ancestors didn't have options. Noro, that wasn't lutefisk. That was actually stuff that's worse than lutefisk. That's that Swedish one that I can't remember the name of. That's, oh, oh, yeah. Anyway. So now it's time for the giveaway. We're giving away. We are rolling now for Mutant Year Zero. You have 10 seconds to type exclamation with MYZ in Twitch chat in order to receive your Mutant Year Zero. Remember, first person gets the hardcover. This... I'll, even, I'll even do that. See that? It's hard. You're not getting this one. You're getting the one from Heathen Dog. Oh, wait. I'm in Heathen Dog's house. And the yeah. second person gets a PDF. That's right. Uh, Mar Hawkman has entered. Excellent, Mar Hawkman. So 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, Five, four, three, two, 
one, zero. Giveaway's closed. All right, the winner of the hard cover is... What else? What else? 73! Didn't he win something earlier? Oh, was he the one who won the Hero Kids? I think he won. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Uh, Mystic Legion got it right. That's the nastiest. Ugh. Um, so, so what else? Yeah, I think that's. Oh, the he says thing. he didn't win that. Oh, we'll have I to thought he won something earlier. He says nothing. Yeah, we'll, he recalls. Okay, we'll figure it out. I know Dan four 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 won the PDF. Okay. All right. Thank you. Excellent work. Congratulations to. Uh, yeah, but says yeah, he won Hero Kids. Yeah, see what else you already won. You <laughs> hey, he's allowed to win too. Yeah, you're allowed to win too. I just. Don't say you didn't win. You won a hardcover. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll figure it out after the fact. We got it all written yeah. down. Well, and then who got the PDF? Uh, Dan, of this one, the PDF is... Zon! Zon, there you go. Oh, my gosh. That's another No, no, winner. you guys are allowed to win. This is why we that's have That's awesome. Like You're allowed to win more than once. Well, you sorry are to allowed. the people who aren't winning anything, but... <laughs> but this is all random rolls. We have no control. Yep. So congratulations to Zahn. All righty, congrats, guys. Now what's the next comic? I'm excited. Well, what are your thoughts on this segment? Do you think that this is good? Do you th What are your thoughts on Arrow? Do you like seeing this anime style in an American comic book? Do you think these characters are pandering? Do you think they're lame? Have you read this and turned up your nose and said, Garthon, you are mad! Mad, I say! Well, I agree, and let me know why. If you suggest for further comic reviews, please let me know, because I have many to view from. If you liked Air, you might also like my review of Swordmaster previously on this channel. So let us know. Thank you very much. Be a legionnaire. Now Garthot's comic poll, Black Cat number three. I that's... really like this cover. Uh, then you like J. Scott Campbell, my friend, because that's how he draws women. It's not about the. I know, for me, it's more about colors and so forth. I don't care about. Yeah, the, actually, it's a really movie. interesting setup. But you could tell, you know, she has the eye of Amagato. There's the window behind her. The, it's a really. He does some excellent covers. Really nice. Breath, right turn for it. How you set the scene. But we are going to be starting giveaway number five, which uh, is. What, what else to answer your question? Yes, as a matter of fact, I just beat it yesterday. Um, I'm doing the expansion right now. Mutineer Zero, the computer game, is what actually introduced me to all these role-playing games, and I never went back to the computer game. I've been buying up all the Mutineer Zero role-playing games since then. <laughs> but type in exclamation point GenLab and Twitch to enter this giveaway. If you're watching live on Twitch, which you should be in order to enter these giveaways. So, exclamation point GenLab and Twitch chat enter this giveaway. You need 10 followers or subscribers to activate it. For a Mutant Year Zero Gen Lab Alpha. It's like the old Team and T game. But so, badass. For anybody who cares, these, uh, so, let me hold up both these books. Uh, you have Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Gen Lab Alpha. You're not on camera. Oh, I'm not? Oh, yeah, now you, you are. are. Now you are. Okay. So, you got Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, right? So, you can treat them as standalone games or they also roll into each other with Mutant Year Zero being like the, the main background. But this is its st own standalone game also. So, yes, followers, subscribers, enter X-Way Switch Gen Lab. Let's talk about Black Cat number three, written by Jed McKay, art by Travel Foreman, colors by Brian Reber. That might be Reber. I think it's a Reber. Cover by J. Scott Campbell and Sabine Rich. Um, really nice cover. I, I'm glad, so glad Black Cat went back to her old costume. 
She was wearing this really stupid costume for a while. It had, like, eyes on her shoulders. So it looked like a cat face. It was dumb. Then again, like, having fur hanging off your forearms is kind of dumb, too. But it's a classic costume, and I like it. What Was that other one a try-too-hard costume? I think so. It was like, yo, dude, I got this new black cat costume. It totally modernizes the character. And someone else said, word, dog. And they went, and they decided it was great, and it was bad. Comics, yo. That, that's what they're doing. <laughs> you know, you know, and they were like, you know, going around with their hats still to the side, you know, doing this a lot. And meanwhile, everyone else is looking at it going, uh, this, it's 2019. I don't know if that's appropriate. Word, forget word. And that's what they did with that costume. <sighs> I never want to see either of us do that again. Uh, wasn't one her queen cat costume? Yeah, that's when she was like the queen of the gangsters for a while. Which actually was a neat storyline, but I hated the costume. Which is not to say she has had other costume redesigns, which are also equally terrible. Just want to say. But uh, the art in this book is a little rough, um, but it's one of those style choices, I think, because this story is a little rough. Not as in it. What do you say rough? And and I'm actually asking from a place of ignorance. What do you mean? I was about to explain that, my friend. I don't mean rough as that's poorly written. Um, this is not the most in-depth, most seriously written tale. Like, this is not trying to be high art. It's not trying to be House of X, where they're trying to get really deep into, like, philosophy and ideas and meaning. And it's not trying to be Arrow, where they're trying to tell a smooth story of a distant hero. This is almost a comedy book. It's Black Cat Felicia Hardy having wacky adventures with the B-team that she has backing her up. Um... For instance, the main story in this book involves, last issue, they broke into the Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorium with the help of a wizard. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, Xander the Magnificent. Xander is actually an old Doctor Strange villain, but when they found him, they like they basically found him on Craigslist uh, and because they needed a, she calls it a Merlin. A Merlin is the magic user. And she needed someone who could break into Doctor Strange's place and keep them hidden because she had a job where she had to pull something out of there. He said this, and Xander, who was all crazy and talked to himself, said, yes, I know the secrets, but Doctor Strange will pay and I could get us in there for I've studied my whole life. Like, yeah, great, whatever. So he broke him in there, but he was always after this mystic gem, his soul stone. And as soon as he grabbed it, um, to quote the book, he goes all full of doom on him. Uh, as he got closer to Jim, he started getting more lucid, and like his sentences started making sense. And as soon as he got, they're trying to get their item and get the hell out. He grabs things, ah ha ha! Now everyone will die. He's like, wait, what? This wasn't the plan. So that's why they're freaking out because now the house defenses are going off. And that's when the ghost dog wakes up. And he wakes up because he thinks that someone's moving furniture. He's like, raw, raw, what's all this door structure? And he goes there. That's why you see him saying in the first page, this isn't the time to move furniture? And that's when you see Xander's like making swords spinning through the air. So he's actually casting a... Oh my gosh, the old D&D spell. Wall of Swords? Blade Wall? Ah! Whatever. Blade Barrier. Blade Barrier. Yeah, basically he's casting <laughs> Blade Barrier. And you see all the swords spinning around in the panel. Um, and she's like, oh, let's talk about this. Ah, she's trying to jump out of the way. And the dog is a guard dog. And she's like, wait, wait, I know you. She starts like, uh, uh, what the hell are you? 
He's, he's like, you're Silver Sable. He's like, oh, for... Well, yes! I am Silver Sable. I am on a mission. We need to stop that evil wizard. <laughs> Meanwhile, her team is yelling at her, like, shut up! It's Hardy! No! Silver Sable! Call me Silver Sable! So they end up having to fight him in Dr. Strange's house. Xander's coming at him. The house defenses now actually start kind of helping them because someone breaking in is not as big a deal as, like, Xander the Magnificent, who wants to kill Dr. Strange. Silver Sable isn't named after a cat. That's right. Silver Sable is named after a sable. Like a weasel. So, <laughs> sables are like weasels. Yes. The, uh, so it's actually a, it's a comedy setup where they're kind of like falling over the cells, trying to get out of there. Uh, things are going miserable. Uh, one of her teammates is always arguing that there's no such thing as magic. They was like, how could you say there's no magic when we have a wizard doing wizard stuff at us? How could you explain it? And he just says, look, there's nothing as magic. Magic is just a heightened form of technology where you're manipulating probability fields in order to create re results that normally should not happen. It's not magic. It's science. Everything is science. Which makes the point. I actually love the backup characters in this book. The two backup characters in this book are... At first, I thought they were just throwaway fodder in the first issue. But they're actually pretty well fleshed out. Uh, one of them is more science-based, but he's really crotchety. Um, the other is like a big beefy ex-army guy who you think is going to be kind of dumb. And he's not the brightest, but he's actually really good at recon, mapping, setting firing zones. Basically, all the stuff you want a good soldier to be really good at, he's really good at all that. You know, but he doesn't read a lot of books or anything. So their background characters, actually, for what they talk, they interact, are actually really interesting to read. And I curiously want to know more about them. I want to see more books with them. Um, Black Cat is portrayed as being a little less competent as a as a thief than I would hope she would be, but it's done for... Especially with the name Black Cat. Yeah. Well, the reason she's called Black Cat, if you didn't know, is because she has powers. Um, she That's actually causes bad luck. She has causes, Well, she causes bad luck. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, so she causes bad luck to other people, good luck to her. Um, and in, there was actually an old Spider-Man storyline from like the 80s where her she lost after a fight with some wizard or some mystic person she lost control of her powers and she ended up like giving part peter parker mega bad luck like insane amounts like nothing ever went right like everything broke uh, it's actually kind of a neat story like this is a tangent where he's trying to figure out what the hell was going wrong with his life and they said he's like he's like what do i do it turns out freaking wrong i mean worse than normal for me wrong so he pulled like a handful of like 12 pennies out of his pocket he flipped one, he's like, heads, and it goes tails. <sighs> Flips two, heads, they both go tails. All right, he just says. So he starts doing more and more every time. All he heads, heads, they're all tails every time. Or it's fine, tails, they all come heads. Then he realizes, this is, according to probability, this is impossible. Then he stops. Black cat. And so it's kind of neat. She was having, made, she herself, anyway, that was, it was just, that's kind of power she has. Broken uh, mirror. Yes. <laughs> Basically, says, dumb army guy. Hey, we resemble that one, Mark. Uh, Marhawk says, someone comes she actually had her powers turned to super strength and cat like agility. Yeah, and that was always a mistake. But uh, I like it when the... Well, Stay true to the character. See, now this is where... That's what I, I think. I, you know, I, whether it's what they're doing now in Marvel and DC or what they've done. I don't care if it was done in the 60s. There's precedence for it. I don't care. Stay true to the character. 
And, and that's one of the things that I've always struggled with and why, you know, when I was younger, I didn't like comics. Now I struggle getting into comics because you have to know so many things and all the variant things. And then the variant things on top of the variant things. Well, then, and then I then like this new... variant thing better than that variant thing. Well, then you're a new writer who throws it all out, you know. Yeah, then that's, st st you know, you can make infinite stories and give somebody a new power or you change somebody slowly without issue. But when you just make a different, like if this character is not supposed to have, what was that, uh, agility and strength? Don't add it. Anyway, so the yeah, that's, that's true. I don't like what they. That's a pretty dramatic shift. I never appreciate that. So, anyway, after he describes like magic is just probabilities, Black Cat goes, "Wait a minute!" And then she actually like steps up to Mister Xander, and there was like, "What's she gonna do? She's gonna get killed!" And he's like, "Oh, I get it." And Xander tries to cast a spell directly at her, and it's supposed to blast her, just turns into butterflies. Because she starts really ramping, constantly ramping up her powers, which manipulates probability. Bad luck for them, good luck for you. So after chasing him half through the house and then running for the lives, she just starts standing up to him. And nothing he could do will now affect her because she has an idea of what the game is. And so because of that, they're finally able to work with the house defenses because he starts focusing everything on Black Cat and nothing works because the probabilities always turn against him. Black Cat has always had catalytic reflexes. That's true. She, that's one of her things. Maximum human athletic level in dexterity and agility. So eventually they, the house defenses take her down or take down Xander. You know, they grab the thing, the MacGuffin they were after because they have to pay it off to their boss or the person who hired them. And on their way out, you know, thanks. We really appreciate us all. Dog. Oh, yeah, thanks. Remember, don't tell him we were here. Shh, secret mission from Silver Sable. He's like, oh, my Silver Sable. This was a great team up. Let's do it again sometime. And then, like, these two giant snakes for the house defense kind of turn to him. Uh, that wasn't Silver Sable. What? Yeah, someone's going to be pissed. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. And then it ends with, you know, she drives off their minions to go deliver the goods. And in walks, you know, you know like, Dr. Strange. He looks around like, what the hell happened in here? <laughs> so it was a fun book. I enjoyed it. If you were going into the Black Cat series hoping for a serious spy thriller or serious business with the Thieves Guild or anything like that, you're not getting that. You're getting the wacky adventures of the Black Cat plus two. Is that what the entire series has been like so far? Yes. Okay. It's only three issues, but that's what it's been so far. It's been the wacky but, adventures. But, it, of... but it's staying on course. Yes. It's been the wacky adventures of Black Cat plus two the whole time. And the first issue, I was like, I don't know about this, man. But these last two issues have really won me over. Once I knew what the ride I was in for, okay. You know, when you jump on the zip coaster of death, and then it goes tinkalinkalink around the little track, and you start seeing, like, see, like comedy scenes of, of, like, plywood figures doing this with axes. You know, I was like, wait, that's not what I wanted. Uh, so you got to know what you're on board for. And I did not... Sailors on the moon, we carry a harpoon. Oh. Right. So once I knew what I was in for, I really enjoyed it. Um... The art matches the story because it's not too realistic. Like, the story's not too realistic. Uh, but the way the characters emote and move shows their intentions so incredibly well that it really makes everything pull together. Uh, so it's a fun book. I really liked it. This was a fun story. I didn't super love it, but I really liked it. Um, so I'm actually torn to give it like a 3.5 and a 3. Cause, uh, it's above average, and I'm a generous guy. I'll give it 3.5. <laughs> So, three and a half stars. 
I could be convinced three. Still torn on that. They're uh, both they're both good. Yeah, I'll, I'll I mean, give th- three and a half. Technically, puts it into the green range, but they're both good. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give it three and a half because I would definitely say it's good. If someone said, "Should I read Black Cat?" I wouldn't say. Eh. I'd say, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun book. Be aware you're not going to spy novel. Be aware it's this. And if you're in for that, it's a great book." Is that different than her normal fare? Yes, that's different than how she's normally shown in the Spider-Man comics. Okay. When she's had her own comic. No, it's been it's usually a little sillier. Um, but in a team, she's always been very serious. But on her own, it changes, it varies. But yeah, three and a half stars. I'll stand by that for Black Cat number three, maybe three. Mystically, is three and a half as well. Or what you think? Or that's what he thought I would say. He was right. No prize for that. No prize. No prize. <laughs> but now it is time to roll. For Mutant Zero, we have a hardcover and a PDF to get away. For Gen Lab Alpha. Gen Lab Alpha. All right, first. Darkstar says, I approve any deviation from four stars. Black Cat in Team Books is a designated rogue thief character. Absolutely. All right, so we are closing the giveaway in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Giveaway is closed. Did I win? No. Oh. Picking the first winner. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hey, it's gonna make it easy for shipping. What else? Seventy-three. You won. I, I okay, swear to God, Dom's this is random. Say, it's hacks. I swear See, to Garth God. Garthon put in there. What else gets like five tickets Holy for one? Crap. I know it can be done. Next winner. <laughs> Ambrose Fox, you've won the PDF. There you Good. go, Ambrose Fox. Sorry, it's not the hardcover, but you did get you got the PDF. That's right. If Zon won, I was gonna say okay. I need to reboot my well, computer. No, no, Zon, no, Zon wins <laughs> the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, what's it? What else? Well, I haven't won the Saturday show in a long time. That's true, but you've well, yeah. won three times now. It's incredible. But congratulations! I, that's random. That's is, that's just what happened. Congratulations. I don't know. Uh, oh my God, what else? Or Zon? Or I don't know any of them. So I'm not cheating for anybody. <laughs> they watch Elgarian stream. Oh boy. So. <laughs> your thoughts what do you think of this segment what are your thoughts on the new black cat comic do you like it did you want a more serious book uh does the art style bother you like you don't you just can't get into it because the art style which i think matches the story pretty well and if any suggestions for future comic reviews please let me know and as always i have reviewed one and two for black cat as well so you might check that out see where it started see how my opinion has kind of changed over the over the course for that and other things like house of x powers of 10 and see what you think of those thank you very much Hey, this is a good time for what else, too? We get to win the karma. He's winning, like, $40 books. That's true. All right. Garthos Comic Poll presents The House of X, number two. Wait, last week you said it was 10. Is it X or 10 now? No, it's Powers of 10, but House of X. I hate Marvel. Someone thought they were real clever when they did that. Just real, real clever. Giveaway number six for the House of X. Or so oh, such. If you, if once you're done going full screen, I'll show the book. I'm done. Oh no, oh, you can be full screen. So because that they don't have an image with the actual, you know, text of the book on. This is robots. So this is Mutant Year Zero, but now you're playing robots. Yes. Type in exclamation point Mechatron. 
in order to join this. It is open to followers and subscribers, so come on in. Come on, Whale Study 3. You need to join. It's the same kind of deal as uh, Mutant Gen Lab Alpha. It is a continuation or a side of uh, Mutant Year Zero, but it can also be incorporated in. You can play Mutant Year Zero, and you can have a robot character in with your Mutant Year Zero group. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I actually like the story of the robots and, and what's going on with them. It's I think I like it better than the Gen Lab Alpha story, although they're all good. So hopefully somebody who's really interested in running the game uh, wins it. Yes, I certainly hope so. That'd be cool. House of X, number two, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Pepe Arraz, colors by Marta Gracia, and cover by Pepe Arraz and Marta Gracia. All right, that's a, that's a nice cover. I like it. So this book focuses on Moira McTaggart, who, the, whose character has been rewritten. Like, all right, if you're familiar at all with X-Men storylines and history, Moira McTaggart was introduced by Chris Claremont back in the 80s. And, yeah. And her character is basically a geneticist slash scientist who, cutting out all the backstory fodder and everything, helps out the X-Men. Um, she's basically been their doctor, or she works on Muir Island, and so she dated Professor X for a while. Jonathan Nickman has completely rewritten her character. Completely. Um, in an interesting way. Basically, it starts out saying uh, Moira McTaggart uh, was born in uh, Scotland and blah, blah, blah. When she was 13, year old, 13 years old, she fell super ill. She had a high fever. They thought she was going to die. But the next day, she was also miraculously cured. She was better than ever. Uh, she went on. She went to school. She got married. She had like eight kids. Uh, she lived till 74 and died peacefully in her sleep. Had a good life. And then, after she died... She woke up in the womb. Um, she Nobody wants that. Well, she freaked out, but she uh, they actually <laughs> actually had issue. They mentioned that you would think it'd be cramped or terrifying, but there's something being in the womb as close to your mother as you'll ever be. That's actually puts you in a state of like enforced zen, where you're very calm, and and she's had to use the idea of like what is going on, and then she was born again as Warrior McTaggart. Same year, same, you know, same birth date, everything. And, but she remembered everything from her that happened before. Oh man, don't we all want that? Well, here's the thing. She's so basically they gave her these. She her power is she reincarnates as herself, as herself, back to her same birth date, everything. So she's not like I'm dying, I'm born again in the same year or anything. No, it's she's back to her original birth date, original parents, everything. And then she, when she lives her second life, she's like, her, wow, she's a genius, because she knows everything already. She went to university. She knows all this crap. And so she knows all the stuff. And so she, you know, everyone's like, oh, she's so smart. She's a prodigy. And she doesn't want to tell everyone, like, I remember all this, whatever happened. I already know this. I did all this. My, my fault said what I was thinking. She didn't want to blurt out. But he said it, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> so that's like Groundhog Day from Hell. Yeah, the, yeah, it would really be that way. But she ended up going to college early. She ended up meeting the man she married her first life, but she remembered everything she hated about him, too, and all the flaws and everything, so she didn't <laughs> want to deal with him. So she had a... So she, you know... 
that she's kind of learned about mutants and stuff. Basically, she starts having all these different lives and trying to decide how to deal with it. Um, and this whole book starts going over her. But <laughs> uh, hey, there's nine months. It's got to be boring. Well, they say she says you're like in a euphoric state of zen the whole time. So actually, it's pretty pleasurable. You're high. Uh... Pretty much. You're high on all those hormones, so you're doing good. Mm-hmm. But, like, six times through, she, on TV, she starts seeing some Professor, Z, Professor X and how she fears she's probably a mutant and then because of what she was able to do. And then he comes out in the office and says, I'm a mutant and I'm starting, I'm awesome. Everything's cool. It's like, whoa. So she flies to America to meet him. And she's just, you know, he's dreamy and wonderful and. Uh, basically, anyway, she meets up with him, and the first time she meets him, it doesn't go well, so she becomes a geneticist with the idea that she'll find a way to cure mutants. And then when her research is taken from her, wait, first time through, she likes Xavier, second time, then after that life, she just, because everything kind of goes to hell, she decides that's crap. Decides that being a mutant's a curse, so she studies as the next life studies as a geneticist to cure the mutant gene. Only for people who want to be cured of it. Of course, that research gets taken from her, causes a big war, uh, so that sure as hell didn't work out. Uh, but she ends up like after that life, she ends up being captured by the mutant liberation front, uh, Mystique and Destiny. Uh, Mystique, Shape Changers, Destiny uh, can read minds, detect mutants, and see the see the future. And so when they get her, like, Destiny starts telling her what her powers are. If she wasn't aware, like, no, so you can self-reincarnate. You remember everything. And you're almost immune to mutant detection. You're like a black spot when people look for mutants. That's why no one ever finds you. But you're reincarnate. But I can see the future. I can see the future is multiple lines. And I'll tell you this, Moira. You do not have unlimited lives. You have 10, maybe 11. And if you ever die before you're 13, when your powers manifest, you're dead. Forever. And let me tell you something. If you come back with this idea of trying to do this again and wipe out all the mutants, I'll know about it. Because I know how to detect you. And I will stop you. Every time. And so it's actually a really dramatic moment when they go back and forth talking about what her flaws have been and what the problems are. And so they actually ask her, like, it's like, a, so it's like, so it's your scientist, tell me, how would one go about proving something like whether you could reincarnate forever? But like, test it, experience myself in my next life. The question is, will you? Will you embrace what you are and your people and help your people instead of trying to hurt them in your next life? I I don't know. Well, let's find out. It's like, I don't want to die like this. And then Desi tells her, oh, die like this. This is what happens when you get from a life poorly lived. Pyro. Yes. Yes, Destiny. And then Pyro burns her to death. As she says, burn her. And slowly. I want to know how it, how it feels to die this way. 
So they burn her to death as incentive to like, hey, don't try and kill all the mutants, you idiot. Um, that can just make somebody a little more vengeful. You would think so. And guess what it does? <laughs> well, in her fourth life, she comes back and says, you know, maybe Xavier wasn't so bad. And that's when they end up falling in love. Uh, they decide to try and create a mutant utopia. And that's when the Sentinels come and kill them all. So for her I next... Thought, I thought Destiny was supposed to know. No, she wants to know if Moira tried to kill all the mutants. Not if Bolivar Trask makes the Sentinels. So that didn't work. So next life, she comes back and says, okay, Trask builds the Sentinels. I have to stop him from doing that. So she ends up spends she spends lives like, okay, I'll kill Bolivar Trask. Well, then the other, his son does it, or his brother. Like, So she just ends up like killing all the Trask in one of her lives. Just kills them all. So it's like a paradox story? In a way, like she kills them all that she figures out, oh, it doesn't have to do with trasping the Sentinels. It's like a technology tipping point. Technology builds to this level, and then this happens. I can't stop that. So her solution at that point is, well, if I want to save the mutants, and that ain't going to do it, instead of going to Xavier, next life I'll go to Magneto. So she does. <laughs> and the plan is, she tells Magneto everything that happened in the past lives. This is the crap that happens. You need to stop the humans for the ability of Sentinels. He's like, crap. All right. So he grabs a bunch of nukes and he's going <laughs> to nuke them all. And they get stopped by like every hero in the world. She's like, crap. Next life. <laughs> She's like, all right. Team of Magneto. Didn't work. Now, who else is really into like saving all the mutants and protecting the strong? Apocalypse. So she goes and finds Apocalypse her next life. Tells him the deal. He's like, sweet. And so with his future, with her future knowledge and his power levels, um, they go about taking over the world, which almost works until she dies. <laughs> until wait, wait, how did she die that time? Uh, Nimrod and the Super Sentinels all come against him. <laughs> they kill everyone that time, though. The dude's name is Nimrod. I don't know what he could really do, but okay. Well, Nimrod was actually the name of a historic warrior. So, anyway, after that. She comes back to the next life. It's like, well, crap, I've run out of lives here. I don't have an infinite amount of these. And she says to herself, after all the lives lost, after all, after the end of all the wars, armed with the knowledge of the, all the old ways and all the old ways of thinking would never be enough to save her people, she decided to do something truly revolutionary. And in her 10th life, she decided she and Charles Xavier should break all the rules. In the first issue, we saw... This brown-haired girl who you see here approached Professor X. And he's like, do I know you? She's like, yes, or you will. And that, it was a question who it was. It was Warren McTaggart. So she opens up her mind to him and lets him read, this is her 10th life, all nine of her previous lives. Everything they did. Every way it failed. Every way his dream failed or was perverted or destroyed. Let's him see it all. So we asked, like, oh, yes, we go back a ways. And... Why don't you read my mind, Charles? Read my mind to see. And that's when he gets the awe when he understands of all that's happened, all this tribe and tried that you saw in the first book. So an interesting story. Uh, philosophically, it's interesting. Like, what would you do with that chance? She made some very questionable choices, like teaming up with Apocalypse. <laughs> you know. Nimrod fought Apocalypse in one, 
well, it was multiple Nimrods, and uh, they killed everyone. So I wouldn't say that's, anyone that's won. That's a victory. <laughs> I, it's a Pyrrhic victory. I mean, all the humans are dead, but there's some robots running around who are pretty happy about it. The robot so, lives matter. Yep. So... This, like I said, Jonathan wrote a really dense book here when you start reading beyond the subtext. And it also makes you wonder, like, is the Professor X you saw in the first issue actually Professor X? Did he turn out that way because of what he read from Moira? Um, there's some philosophy or some thought that the Professor X you saw in the first issue actually might not even be Professor X. It might be the Maker, or who's the evil version of Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Or it might be a Krakoa pod because uh-huh. all right <laughs> let's all right there's a mutant <laughs> island named Krakoa okay okay when the when the second X-Men team formed uh Thunderbird Wolverine Storm those guys when they formed as a team it was because the first team was captured by Krakoa the island that walks like a man Uh, Cassandra Nova for the seventh time. I don't remember. So the the X Men beat Krakoa and launched him into space. However, Krakoa left seeds as he left. In other X Men stories, these seeds grow up in islands, right? Now these islands aren't necessarily evil, but they do have the power to create pod people of anyone who's been to Krakoa. And that is why the theory is like these X-Men and people you see in the Krakoa stuff in the first issue are actually just pod people. Because it shows them coming out of pods. And maybe Professor X is one of them too. Well, at least it's literal this time. Yeah. So it's... So there's a lot going on in these books. Jonathan Hickman loves layering this kind of stuff together. Uh, if you had read his previous uh, Fantastic Four or Avengers run, you'd know he loves building these big intricate ideas that work really well until they don't. And usually until, like, it's a year and he goes to another book and a new writer comes on board and scratches their head and goes, F, I don't want to deal with this crap, and kind of tears it all down. Well, interestingly with that, uh, I read three articles uh, leading up to this live stream just on this comic. Like, when I, you know, I get the graphics for it, blah, 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 if you tell me who they are. Um, but I saw articles like, wait, what's going on here? I saw one article that said, oh, my God, this is an amazing change. One's like, nah, Marvel's breaking everything, whatever. And others like, oh my god, this is worse than comics are ruined. All based on this one comic. Yeah, it's uh, it's in a way, did, did Hicken write Nova? I don't remember. He might have. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of a divisive book because it really, like, it totally rewrites Moira McTaggart. Completely rewrites her character. Um, well, not completely. She's still from Scotland. Uh... <laughs> That's about At least the, they kept that. That's all you got. You got the first name. Because McTaggart's her married name. It's not even her maiden name like it is now. Because um, she never marries that dude again. Yeah, but she's from Warrior McTaggart. Anyway. So, really an interesting book. There's all this layers to it. It's pulling back to ideas and other extra stories from forever, but also changing all the characters. Proteus was Warrior's kid, yes. But not in any war. <laughs> or maybe he was. I, she had a lot of lives. I don't know. It couldn't be in her current one. <laughs> she got around. So in some in some timeline somewhere, yes. But not anymore. Because that all got rewritten. Um, 
like we complained about in my Black Cat review, Black Cat issue three, how the um, how previously Black Cat instead of luck powers had like strength and other cat powers, and that was kind of a change of the character I didn't like. This is an interesting change of the character because Moira was always kind of a background character anyway. Of course, she's the one who got. So, like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on in these books right now. As a whole, how does it fit? How well does it work? I don't know yet. We're on issue freaking two of six. I don't see what it's going to do for long term. But as an issue itself, it is a hell of a good read. It is fun. It is interesting. It makes you think. It, it has some moments like, oh gosh, you choose the apocalypse. You know, like, oh my gosh, she was so nuts to become a sniper and kill even kids. Uh, you know, when the, the Trasks. You know, it's like, wow, she went to some dark places before she, you know, but she didn't start out that way. You saw how she kind of like went that way. And it was a really interesting read. And I really enjoyed it. I really, really liked this book. I didn't want to either. After the first issue, I was like, this is dumb crap and I don't want to like this. I really like this book. As a standalone book, it's fantastic. I don't know how it works as part of a series or as a rewrite for the X-Men universe. If this was like a what if or a standalone story, I'd be 100% for it. As part of the new normal for the X-Men, I don't know. But it's a great freaking read. Pepper Ross's art is strong as ever. He's really doing some A-plus freaking... He's doing some S-rank work in this book, right? Um, the colors pop. Everything's great in this book. The settings, the placement, um, how the scene is structured. Everything works so well. The writing, the art, the story... Um, I, 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 I don't like the cover as much as you, but I definitely like the interior art. I like, I really like this cover cause it kind of shows pieces of a whole. Mm. And I got the variant cover with a uh, Jean Grey on it anyways. <laughs> um, I am going to give this a four and a half star, almost five. Wow. I, wow. It is an insanely good book. It's cool. thick. It's, it's quite meaty that means uh, you need to go and buy it i i you should buy it right now i bought it you should buy it it's a really good if you are tangentially interested in the x-men or what's going on this is just a really interesting book to read um and there's so much to it and it stands alone which is good and bad it's a standalone story that motivates the other stories when you say standalone story, isn't this something that they're trying to integrate into all of Marvel right now? Well, this is changing the X-Men completely. But mm -hmm. this book alone, if you pulled it out of the continuity, is a great standalone story. You don't need to know anything before or after it. And it's a great story on its own. The question is, does it work better once we know the rest of the story? That's the question. Because sometimes you read a comic and... It's just okay until you read three comics down. They're like, oh, crap, and all the stuff you previously makes sense, and then that issue seems genius, which has happened before. Um, so I need to see where this stands. This might all, you know, two issues later, this might all get contradicted, and you're like, why are they even write that then? So we don't know. I, it might be she dies next issue, and then she gets killed as a kid the issue after that, so none of it mattered anyway because none of this happens. Then this would make, I would drop this rating of this issue. Well, it's a standalone, it's still be a four and a half. As part of a series, it'd be like a two and a half, because I'd be pissed. Yeah, like, and I can see that there's some episodes of like a TV show that's really good, except for the entire season was garbage. So yeah, I understand. Yeah, so that's how this and how it fits in. All matters. But four and a half stars, this is really good. Uh, Mark says, I, wish well, I, knew, 
Uh, Mohammed said, in one message board post years ago, me and some others got together and looked to see how many ex-villains actually joined or helped the exit at some point. The answer is most of them. Yeah, pretty much all of them at some point. This thread is inspired by Exodus' dissolution of the Atlas and telling the Atlas to go join the X-Men. Yeah, I believe it. They'll take anyone. Alex. Well, I wish I knew more about comics because, uh, you know, I, I can't really interject with anything intelligent on here because I don't do comics, never uh, did. But uh, That's what he and the dog always says. But like I said, with a book like this where they're rewriting all the rules, you don't need to know anything because they changed them all anyway. He knows way more than I do. <laughs> But now it's time to roll and to pick two for Mechatron. In the Twitch chat, you have 10 seconds, exclamation point, Mechatron, M-E-C-H-A-Tron. First roll will be the, the hardcover, second roll is the PDF, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All right, we're picking our first winner for the hardcover Okay, I'm out. <laughs> did he literally win all three of these? Yes, he did. Okay, I I, I want you to I want you to run your bot. <laughs> like without that cannot be right. But I it's all reset. It's all cleared out. It's on rand. I've I've run the bot before that. This is insane. I want to spread the games around, give a lot of people enjoyment of this. I'm not going to take anything away from what else ever, but I'm just saying I'd like to give the enjoyment around the world and ball the heart. Really? <laughs> I can't control the bot. He used his black cat powers. That's all I can say. Oh, my gosh. You know. All right, ball the heart. Do you want that PDF? That, that's right. He got the PDF. Uh, Dan Forces, what are the odds? I, I, I am using the Streamlabs chatbot. Rolling random. Baldar says, roll it again. All right, Baldar, really roll it for the PDF. Darksiders, you have won the PDF. Congratulations. Um, what else says roll his again? Are you sure? What else? No, what else? You did win. You what are else you won? You don't need to feel guilty about it. Yeah. The world <laughs> has spoken to you, my friend. It wants you to have this book. Noro says the bot loves you. Don't don't be ashamed of the love of the bot. The bot loves you. Do not feel guilty. No one's trying to guilt you into giving that up. We're just it's saying it's amazing. It is amazing. Buy a lottery ticket. Because it's all <laughs> for you. Or you, just, you just used up all of your. Well, give us like uh, give us just a couple seconds here so we can just see if what else I, what else I, I I want you to keep it because you want it at the same Absolutely. time. If you if you really want somebody else to to roll on it then. <laughs> Well, he says he's going to buy a large chicken. Yeah, because yeah, he used it all. There That's we go. Right. Okay. What else is keeping it? Let's move on to the next one. Rock says it's hilarious scene. Do you want to cry your funny or Scott Summers like a love six school? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But thank you, everyone. Congratulations. Congrats to 1L73 and Darksiders for their victories in winning. No, Darksiders, you actually won the PDF. Um, yes. Yes. Because, uh, the PDF version because Baldahar never he, – he enters just to spike our numbers, I guess, or something. Yeah, Baldahar, you got the PDF version because Baldahar said reroll. And what else? Who cares if people mind? Darksiders. So, Darksiders, you've won the PDF version. So, please, send tell here or whisper to the Legion of Myth your email address, and you can get your prize. So, so with that, we only have – well, we have two more gifts to give, but they're the same thing. We're going back to the bundle let for me, Hero Kids. All right, let me close this PDF out first. Of, 
All right, everyone, what are your thoughts on this segment? Did you enjoy this? Do you think House of X is firing all, all cylinders? Do you agree with my assessment? Or do you disagree with, like, no, this book is junk. How dare you, my friend? Or do you think Jonathan Hickman is a genius who should be lauded as such? Do you think that I really should be reading something better, like Tom King's Batman? Let me know. That, By the way, Tom King's Batman I, sucks. I love those reviews. <laughs> I hate reading that so much. Uh, if you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, please let me know. Like, subscribe, comment. Thank you. Be a legionnaire. And as actually, I was Batman. And as always, if you want more Garth on, go to YouTube, like, subscribe, share. You can join for full streams of anime, comics, and games, member-only chat and giveaways, a monthly Q&A with Legion of Men members, and YouTube membership counts towards our Patreon giveaway goals. Be there on our Twitch streams to be to win, to be a winner like what else 73 If you want more Garth, you find my old comic poll segments, my playthrough of the complete game Yakuza Kiwami. Well, not 100% complete. I mean, I did the storyline. I'm not, I'm not going to level up my freaking shoji skills or anything. Come on now. And coming soon, my role-playing recycling segment. Thank you, everyone. Be a legionnaire. Dan444 asks, With zero knowledge of the X-Men universe, would House of X be worth the read? Yes, because you have zero knowledge, it'll make more sense. <laughs> that was a but good one. Good question. <laughs> Dan444 said, He said it was a good sound story, but the time jumping in the story, it might be confusing. It's actually laid out really well. I jumped through it pretty quick, but it's laid out very well. Be a legionnaire. <laughs> so now it's time for the RNG. The RNG segment where we talk about the random things that come across our brain stems. It could be a review of a movie. It could be a review of a game. It could be our thoughts on the world in general. And our friends, let's see what the dice have shown for us in the RNG. So in the RNG today, we are going to... Oh, subscribe! I surprised myself. <laughs> so remember to subscribe to Legion of Myth to get more updates, more views, more RNGs, and to see all the videos we put on the YouTubes. So we're also having a Twitch giveaway right now. So giveaway number 7A. We have a bundle for Hero Kids. We now, need 10... That's one subscribers. Subscribers only. Yes. And I'm blocking it off. So all you got to do is type in exclamation point hero kids we gave out the previous hero kids to followers and subscribers this bundle is for subscribers only but like with all of them we will give out the pdf version of the core rulebook to followers and subscribers after this one is done that is true so everyone jump in there all subscribers jump on in it's filling up love it and let's thank Zahn again for his gift subscriptions. And if anybody else, remember, Amazon Prime account. If you've got an Amazon Prime account. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zahn. Holy what? crap. Oh, God. <laughs> Zahn. It's thank like you, it. Zahn. Thank I you, Zahn. I wasn't saying that so you would search gift. Holy crap. It's a subscriber wave. I wish I had that kind of power for my own lottery or a raise at work. <laughs> thank Holy you very much, Zahn. Holy crap. All right, so everyone who's in here, apparently, Zon's giving away subscriptions. So jump into Exclamation Point Hero Kids to get this victory to... Holy crap. I know, it's like, just let him scroll. <laughs> Thank you, Zon. We really do appreciate that. You're awesome. We really do appreciate it. I'm sure that everyone who has received a subscription appreciates it as well, because now they can type Exclamation Point Hero Kids for this bundle of Hero Kids books. It just keeps going. I know, like, I'm just watching it scrolling. Uh, what books are in the bundle? Um, the books in the bundle are the Hero Kids, like, the core rules, 
the, the something adventurer guide or something like that and the monsters compendium adventure compendium adventure yes it's three books it's three books physical <laughs> so we're gonna wait till this drop ship by the way if you guys don't know that's the drop ship from mech warrior one the only good mech warrior game hey now it is because the only one that follows the rules of battletech doesn't mean the others aren't good games they're horrible mech warrior games BattleTech was a well, great TV mech show. Mech Warrior was One was the one that shot out the show. lightning, the lightning balls. No, mech, I thought that was Mech Two. That was one. We'll look it up. It might be two. <laughs> All right. So, our question today is: Have movie remakes gone too far? All right. Let's. Currently, there's a remake of The Lion King in theaters. And it's not just like they decided to update or anything. No, they went full CGI on it and tried to make the characters look like real freaking animals. Running around, singing and dancing, which I'm fine with. They changed the story a bit to fit with modern sensibilities. Um, and this is part of a trend of what not only Disney, but other franchises have been doing to try and like modernize or, let's tell the truth, make more money off of old ideas. It's they're late. not making money. Not a lot. Not like they want to. But some do pretty well. Uh, the Lion King is currently not really controversial. It's just people look at it and go, like, it's not as good as the original. And by the way, it's not. Uh, they recently remade Pete's Dragon, which honestly is not that good a movie to begin with. Uh, it's, but it sure as hell didn't need a remake where you got a big furry green Falcor. You is know. that Shrek? Eh, I prefer green Falcor, which on the right or left? Well, it looks like a combination of Shrek and the creature from, uh, uh, oh my god, never-ending story. Like I said, Falcor. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I forgot its name. How could you not remember Falcor? Anyway. Because I didn't like the movie in the first place. <laughs> See, Heathen Duck told me I needed to give you a mute button. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! It had right. Boxy from Battlestar Galactica on there. What could be good about it? <sighs> uh, they remade the Jungle Book. <laughs> they did the same stupid thing. And they used a kid for Mowgli. That, that makes sense. They CG'd all the animals, and they look like freaking animals. You know what people don't want to see? A bunch of freaking animals going ook at each other for two hours. It doesn't work. Uh, and this I blame all on Maleficent. I know there were remakes before. I know there were remakes before this. I know. But this is what I blame it for. This one actually did pretty well in the theaters. They took the villain from a film, decided to give her an understanding backstory where she's so misunderstood, and... Which, by the way, makes you a terrible villain. If your backstory is, no one loved me, and I just want to be loved, you're a terrible villain. And Maleficent was an awesome villain, because she was freaking evil, and she was an evil fairy queen, which means you cannot comprehend her motivations. Ah! I actually like Maleficent. Um, I can't say the word. Maleficent? Thank, thank you. I remember watching it at Sheris's place. I, I mean, I liked it for what it was. I guess you'd say I wasn't like, oh my god, that's a great movie. It's just, it, I was okay with it. Probably because it wasn't a remake. It was just a different type of telling. Yeah, it's know. more of a retelling than a remake. You're so close to being muted, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, in my opinion, the worst offender is Beauty and the Beast. Uh, where they took an excellent animated film and decided to make it suck in every way possible. Uh, they tore it away from the core ideals. They changed characters. It's awful, in my opinion. But people tell me it's good, and they made money off that. But you know what? You know what didn't make money? The new Ghostbusters. 
You know why I didn't make money? Because it was bad. Look, look. Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Go on. No, no. Even any kind of, it's an all-girl team. No, none of that. It's just badly written. The characters aren't interesting. The reason the Ghostbusters as a comedy team works is you have your straight man. You have the guy telling the jokes. You have your outsider character, right? You have all these different characters, which in a way are comedy not tropes, not templates. What do you got in Earth Dawn? What do you call those? Passions? No, instead of classes. Uh, arc, oh, uh, archetypes. Archetypes. Disciplines. Works. Disciplines. <laughs> yeah. But you have all these comedy archetypes. You know, Egon and sometimes Ray are your straight men. Uh, Spangler is your comic relief. Uh, Ray, not Ray Stans is sometimes straight man. Um, anyway, and then you got the outsider who. You think Ernie Hudson? That's not his character's name. Well, but that's who the actor is, yeah. Yeah, but and he's this outsider who gets brought in later to bring the voice of what the hell's going on. In the new Ghostbusters remake, it failed because every character is the comic relief. You know, if you, you know, if every character in the movie is dopey, dopey's no longer funny. It's just annoying, and that's what the new Ghostbusters was. Uh, that's its main problem. The characters don't work. The movie didn't work. And it isn't because they're all girls. It's because it was badly written. Um, yeah, but uh, and it's not. I'm not going to say it's because it's all girls. But but look, I, I can I have to say this. Netflix and Disney have both gone all in, all in, with. I'm just going to say, get woke, go broke. They have gone all in with it. Like I'm this close to canceling my Netflix subscription because everything they do of their own volition in the last like basically two years has been crap. That I don't need to see, and the part you know, as far as Disney and and uh, everything from Star Wars and what they've done with that, to what they're doing with these remakes and so on and so forth, they have an agenda. It's stated. I don't care who you are, right wing, left wing, up wing, down wing, uh, in the middle wing. I don't care who you are. If you have a stated agenda, I'm probably not going to like your work, even if I agree with it philosophically or politically. And all, every one of these, I haven't seen two of them. Every one of these that you've said on here that have sucked nowadays, they've incorporated some sort of that agenda, either saying that what was originally done is wrong because they said this or did that, so we have to change it, or by doing the Ghostbusters all-woman thing. I don't care that it's all women. I do care that it's all-woman, hear me roar, I don't need no man. I just care that it was badly written and not funny. But that's what makes it badly written to me. That's... If done right, it could work. It didn't work in Captain Marvel. It worked in Wonder Woman. That was a good movie. That was fun to watch. So, anyway, overall, remakes are bad. That's simple. You, you can't point at a remake and say it was better than the original film. None of them are. None of them. You could say it's as good, but none of them are as good. Or, well, none of them are better. Well, there's some nostalgia in there, and I and I get caught in this trap too. I, I do it all the time with like Battlestar Galactica. Um, it's just never going to be as good because it's not what we knew. Right, but that's different because reboots are okay. No, this is I where you and I, I did, disagree. I didn't say they're good. <laughs> I didn't say good. They're okay. If you're basically taking it and turning it into something else completely, like with Battlestar Galactica, that's okay, I think. Because I could consider those two separate things. Which no, they then, they should, then they should have different names. They should. 
it shouldn't have been Battlestar Galactica. What I don't like, and I, and I fall into this trap myself, I will do this. I'm kind of hypocritical when I say this. What, did I just say that? Is I don't like it when somebody makes something close to something. Let, let's say you want to make Star Trek, but you don't want to make Star Trek. But of course, everybody's like, well, I used to like you know, that show when it was called Star Trek. Oh, you know, All they did was just rip off Star Trek. I, I'm guilty of that as well. But I love Stargate Universe. The first season was a little meh. But the second season, I loved it. But everybody kept saying, oh, it's just Battlestar Galactica in the Stargate universe. Well, at least they're not using the Battlestar Galactica name and ruining all the characters. So yeah, I would rather somebody make something new, and then they can kind of go off in a different direction that they want to go in. They don't have to stay true to canon. Because I'm an IP purist. So one of the reasons I rail on Battletech all the time is a game. I'm an IP purist. If you take an IP, you do it right or make your own IP. I feel like that for remakes and reboots as well. All right, what else? says Winston Zedmore is there any Hudson's character. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't get that freaking name in my head. Uh, and we need a lot more people for Xbox My Hero Kids. Get in there. Everyone's a subscriber right now. So subscribe. <laughs> Everyone's a, that's about true, Xbox yeah. My Hero Kids. It's okay, what else? You can enter this one. <laughs> oh, I know you already won Hero Kids, didn't you? Well, enter it for somebody else. Go <laughs> on, um, there you go. How many more do you need? So I, can, I can rant about a lot of stuff. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> Marhawk says the United States Warriors trade how the fans. That's true. The only qualifier says I could watch watch for a couple hours just at anything. She was in something recently. I want to say it was a Netflix deal with um, the guy who used to be fat but isn't fat anymore. There's some psych. Oh, my God. Anyway, I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but... Uh, it was actually Netflix. It's like the last good thing I saw on Netflix that I think was a Netflix original. Mark says, they... Dis... "Oh, go ahead." What? No. Mark says, "Descendants is a remake of anything though. It's an amalgamated sequel since it's a sequel to multiple series. That's true, and it's also aimed at you know 14 year olds or 12 year olds. So that's a little different. If you're making something for kids, like I'm not going to complain about the Lion King, Simba's herd or Paw Patrol, whatever they're calling it." Uh, where, like, the kids of Simba and the others are running around having wacky adventures. I'm not complaining about that. Is that, like, a sequel? It's a or TV a series. It's a TV series that's a continuation. So that's not and, a remake. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and also, you know, it's a TV series for kids. But Descendants is a TV series for kids. It's not a remake. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate is a sequel. That's different, Darksiders. Because, and it actually ignores, like, the last couple Terminator movies, and it's a direct sequel to... Terminator 2, I think, which is weird. Um, which ignores 3, which I liked. I'm the only guy who did that. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I've heard like one of the person say, no, I liked it too. Uh, Mary Poppins remake was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I heard that was pretty good. That actually follows the book a lot more closely than the first one did. People complained about that, that it followed the book too much, and I'm just pulling up my hair. I haven't seen it, but I was like, ah, that's what you're supposed to do. Look, let's let's use Game of Thrones. Well, we're waiting for possibly more people to come on. We need a couple more subscribers, I think. Um, three more. We need three more. Three more subscribers. We want to give away this this last Hero Kids, well, physical thing plus a PDF. Um, Game of Thrones first season, I liked. I understood that they had to cut some things from the book for the TV show because, you know, books are big and, you know, 10 TV shows. But it pretty much stayed true to the book. By about season five, it had nothing to do with the book. And I'm talking even before they got to the part where George R. R. Martin hadn't written anymore. It was so crap, I stopped watching it. I have not watched like the last four seasons, pretty much since The Red Wedding, because they screwed that up completely. Or no, the season after that one. I mean, they, they messed up Game of Thrones. Either you do it by the book, 
because I don't know about you. Maybe other people are weird, but I want to see the book in live action. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see a retelling of it. It's why, remember that stupid TV show, Legend of the Seeker? One of the most garbage TV shows ever put on TV. Man, that, Didn't that the, have the Jason book, Statham in it? Uh, it had, um, oh my God, that, who's that director? Uh, no, no, no. Louis no, Bull? No, no, no. no um, I can remember the dude's name, Zedica, uh, the guy who played Zed. Uh, I forget. Uh, he's, he's pretty famous. I know one of my friends really loves him. Oh, Tom but, uh, Lester, yeah. But he played, they, he played uh, Zeus. I think we're talking different. I'm talking Legend of the Seeker here. Legend of the Seeker is based on the, on the Sword of Truth. Uh, by Terry Goodkind. Yes. And it was a horrible, semi-comedic garbage mess. Like, that's why it didn't last. I think it lasted you know, for two seasons, and the second season was a gift. Because um, people want to see the books in live action. They don't want to see a retelling. They don't want to see, how can I do this different? How can I reimagine? That's my favorite one. I'm reimagining this. I'm reimagining you being off. I'm done. Do we have enough people in? <laughs> like, I'm trying to keep the rants down because you guys don't like it. Yes, we have enough people. <laughs> okay, let's let's Closing in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Cliffway is closed. We're rolling for Hero Kids right now. Mark says, I actually like a tourist. Happy to go. Time, time travel happened. Now the story's different. Yeah, that's what they do. Let's go. Time travel. Once you introduce time travel into science fiction, you can just wave everything away. With the exception of Doctor Who, the worst trope ever. Well, with Doctor Who, it's the story. So that's a little different. Ex yes. Zon, you have won! So the, what, like basically the same four people have won everything. That's what it looks like. I, I, I blame... Uh, <laughs> I mean, Zon says re-roll. Re-rolling! Re what else? Oh, no. Hey, Bedouin! Bedouin! There we go. Yay! But didn't you... Didn't that... I guess if there's only 10, there's a high probability somebody's going to win. Yeah, so there we go. they got a PDF earlier. <laughs> Thank you, Zon. We appreciate that. You did not have to give up that role. But All right. It. You have won the hardcover version of the Hero Kids bundle. Uh, Noro, you're not a subscriber. She can't. So you have to reset this for the PDF giveaway. I am doing so. Okay. So no, now... that was for the physical. You got the physical, Bedouin. Hopefully I'm Congratulations. saying but now for the PDF version, it is open to everyone. Extra Hero Kids, everyone, subscribers or not, you could win the Hero Oh, wait, let me check. Let me, let me, let me close it. Reset. Hero Kids PDF. Oh, I'm going to do it this time. Oh, you're going to do it right this time? Hero Kids PDF in order to jump on this one to get the PDF of the Hero Kids system, the, the core rule book. It is highly entertaining. Remember, you could give it to a friend, a family member, a child in need. Guys, it's Hero Kids PDF, not just... Hero Kids. That's right. Hero Kids PDF. Exclamation Hero Kids PDF. Exclamation point. Hero Kids PDF. Okay. Now we're at my RNG, right? Do I get to earn? Yes. Earn your way. Okay. I have three quick things. We're going to call this lightning RNG because I'm not going to, hopefully not going to spend a lot of time on this. First of all, I want to mention that I've got an upcoming YouTube video that I'm going to try to record this week. And I'm purposely putting this out here because I want to trigger some people. Um, so... I have a computer sitting next to me that I've had for a while. Uh, and, uh, well, it's time for me to change the water cooling in it. Never done it before. I've never touched water cooling. In fact, I, I, it's one of the few computers I've ever had built. As uh, Garth knows, I used to build my own computers, but that bores me now, so I don't do it. Eh, it's time to clear the water cooling out. And I'm figuring after, I don't know, about five years, I'm, I'm supposed to do that, right? 
waiting for the screens, waiting for the screens. What? Yeah. So this water cooler has been running solidly for five years. And I just recently learned that you're supposed to clean them out like every six months to a year, depending on the model and so forth. And after two years, you're like, oh my God, it's broken, whatever. So we're going to see, I'm going to make a video to see what a water cooling system looks like after five years of use, of daily use. <laughs> like, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's going to be a lesson for me on how to like replace water cooling components. And it's going to be a lesson for everybody else on probably what not to do with their water cooler. So, uh, now, uh, the next thing, Forbidden Lands. So uh, you saw earlier, if you were here then, uh, talked about that... Uh, I'm going to be hopefully running Forbidden Lands at Gen Con. Well, I just got done. I ran my first Forbidden Lands game ever. It's just, it was a play test more than anything else, but uh, it uh, helped me, you know, get used to the roles and you know get some players involved and see how things actually work together without my wife and I just sitting at the table saying, "Okay, roll this this time, roll that this time." And I, I learned a lot. Um, I learned that uh, the book is an encyclopedia. That uh, that the system is fun, it is smooth, and as long as you have the players on board with it, they're the descriptive type players. This will hold true for Coriolis also, for whoever won that. If uh, if you're willing to describe your action and not try to turn it into a miniatures game or say, if I move this far, I get a plus one, but if I go over here, he gets a might no. It's just like, what are you doing? All right, roll the dice. What are you doing? Roll the dice. And uh, uh, yeah, well, where'd my extreme dungeon train go? So. Uh, one of, another one of the things I learned from the game is that it's very good game for theater of the mind, but maybe you want to have some terrain and so forth out there. Uh, Mystic Legion, if he's still watching, he played in uh, my Forbidden Lands game, and I loved his reaction when they fought the Minotaur, which I have to be careful because I'm going to run the same scenario for Gen Con. I'm just going to tweak it a little bit. Uh, but let's just say he was, he was a little uh, reactionary when he found out how the monsters roll dice versus how player characters roll dice. But in the end, they used teamwork and a little bit of luck and won without a death. Three combat, if I remember correctly, three combats, not a single player died. And they only had three players. And that's unusual for Forbidden Lands. Sorry, I keep hitting my microphone there. Uh, that's unusual for Forbidden Lands. Forbidden Lands is supposed to be a deadly game where one to three characters should die. Not should, it's not like they have to have, but can die every adventure. Uh, so anywho, but we also played on this. I don't know if you can see it, uh, uh, whatever. There's a website out there. You can look it up. It's called Dungeon Craft, and he has this thing called Extreme Dungeon Terrain. Thanks to my wife, she made like 90% of this. Um, we use that, and we put our miniatures on it, and it works amazingly. I was skeptical, but we made it. It looked neat. I uh, put on a little Lazy Susan so you can turn it around. Just the, if you look at Dungeon Craft or Extreme Dungeon Terrain, you can find it. I don't like everything the guy says when he talks about D&D, so on and so forth. But this is one of the things that he says, like, that's awesome. I'm going to do it. I tried it, and it worked out. Actually, looked out really well. Um, Wait, so that's something you saw on a website and made yourself? Yeah, it's a YouTube video. Yeah, this guy, uh, he, the Dungeon Craft, as you see on the slide there, go, uh, somebody I subscribe to. Um, he talks about Dungeons and Dragons, how to do monsters, how to do encounters, how to play your game differently, blah, blah, blah. I disagree with a lot with, of what he says. Because he says he's playing D&D, &D, but he's not using any of the D&D &D rules, so stop it. You're not doing D&D. &D. <laughs> um, but other than that, he's got a lot of really good ideas that you can uh, uh, bring into your game. 
And lastly, yeah, so I will be doing this at Gen Con 2020. I, or at least I hope to. I, I've never subscribed to have a table before or registered for a table before, so I don't know how that all works. But my plan is to run Forbidden Lands there, an introductory game. So it's going to be like, as we're actually even going to make characters. I know at cons, they like you to give characters. No, I'm adding an extra hour into the game just to show people how to make characters because it's such an integral part of playing the game. It's not like here's your here's your character sheet now go do something. No, you have to build relationships while you're making your character, and that takes you know, 10, 15 minutes. So, anywho, that's uh, that those that's that side. Now, I've oh where's my little note card here? I read a book called Star Shatter. Now to give you a little background on this, I don't like social media. None of us in Legion Myth apparently like social media. It's why we don't grow. <laughs> so please spread the word, subscribe. Um, but I moved over to Mines to check it out a few months ago. And one of the first things that happened when I went to Mines just to check it out was a, a gentleman over there named, I got I always have to write it down because I want to say it wrong, Aragmar reached out and gave me some uh, basically coins, bits. Uh, I forget what they're called over there. But it, it basically gave me, which allows you to boost your posts. So instead of just posting out there and hoping people look at it, I now get to boost it to 1,000 people which was pretty neat. So he said, hey, check out my book. I was like, uh, whatever. Um, he did it again, gave, gave some money. Cause you know, I mean, he's got some really good posts. So I'm, I'm reminding his posts. It's like retweeting and I'm commenting on them and so on and so forth with what little time I have to be there. And he's like, hey, have you checked out my book? I'm like, yeah, not yet. Uh, I finally did. It was one of those things I broke down. I got the Kindle version of it and I broke down and, and I got his book. Um, so I have to be up from reading this uh, off my little note card here because I, I got to be very fair. Um, his, so his name's Argmar on Mines. He was really nice to Legion of Myth. So hopefully I'm nice enough to him in this review. And I think he's from Bulgaria. So understand that English isn't his native language. At least that's my understanding. He can always correct me if I'm wrong. Now, with that said, I just did the heathen dog now thing. Um, I want to make this quick, so I'm not going to go into a full review. This book is a dichotomy. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. It depends on what you expect in a book. It is a story about uplifted animals in an alternate history. So think Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, or what else? Because I think he won everything. <laughs> but it's, it's about an alternate or present. The year is like 2016, 17, 18. Um, but where we have space travel because we met aliens and so forth, and humans uplifted animals, so they're sentient animals, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And each chapter is one character, a rabbit, a hamster, a stupid-ass monkey, because I hate monkeys, and everybody should hate monkeys because they rip off your faces, uh, and other types of animals in there as well. The good news is, if you like campfire stories, if you like role-playing game stories, like if you think of it as a role-playing uh, adventure, if you like just little, cute, interesting stories with good flavor you're gonna like the book and, and i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna give you just in case somebody thinks i'm gonna go negative on this because i am i'm going to buy the next one if i ever have time it took me over two months to read this book and it's only like 100 pages or something it's just i have no time to read if uh like I, I call it a campfire story book because that's what i really feel it caters to just sitting around and a little campfire story with your kids now on the negative side First of all, dude needs an editor. 
I'd say at least one out of every three paragraphs I can find grammatical issues. And I'm not an English scholar, although recently I've been doing a lot of studying on English for some research I'm doing uh, for the use of uh, multiple uh, there when you mean he or she, but that's a whole different. Uh, but because of that, I've got a plethora of English books that I'm scouring through and so on and so forth. Um, but even without being an English scholar, there are times when you know that, man, this guy could have really used an editor because he's telling an awesome story. But for somebody like me, I'm not saying you, you might not care. Somebody like me, it throws me out of the groove. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, the, other, the only other thing that I can think of, it falls in the same line of it, is one of his characters' name is the name Awesome. Like the character's name is named Awesome. But he didn't identify that at first. And I was really thrown off on this chapter because I'm like, my God, dude, not only do you have you know grammatical errors here and there, now you're capitalizing the word awesome for no reason. Is it, it the monkey? Me... Is the monkey named awesome? No, 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 it's it's the hamster. And the hamster's cool. I like the hamster. Actually, I like I like all of his characters. I even like the monkey character. <laughs> He's got some if these were I wouldn't say character backgrounds because the chapters are too long to be character backgrounds, but if they were like character backgrounds, amazing. If they, as little short stories go individual, amazing. But I have to be upfront. It's not, you know, George R. R. Martin, Brandon Sanderson, Terry Goodkind. It's not that. He's an independent writer. So if you like story, buy it. If you like author, don't buy it. So I'm going to give it two non-real star reviews. As a professional book that somebody should buy, that should be rated amongst Hemingway and whomever else. James Joyce. It's, there you go. It's two, two and a half stars. Just because you're going to find it's not professional prose. If you like storytelling, if you like to read about anthropomorphic animals, if you like just understand that, you know what, this is somebody who's taken the time, he's on his fifth book, or he's writing his fifth book, that's taken the time to tell these interesting stories set in an alternate present uh, sci-fi-ish you know, world, then it's a four-star book. So I, I would say if you've got a buck 99 to spend on Kindle and you're not a, an English elitist like me, I think you'll enjoy the stories. I could go deeper into both the good and the bad, but I want to keep this lightning RNG. So uh, I suggest buy Star Shatter for buck 99 on Kindle. And uh, also for everybody who likes Legion of Myth, if you're on Minds, you can thank Aragmar, A-R-A-G-M-A-R, because he's been really cool to us. He keeps giving, donating. God, I forget what those little bits are called because I haven't been over there in a while, but th that allows us to boost our posts and so forth as well. So, All right. Very cool. It sounds interesting. Um, there was actually a series I read off uh, Amazon, just some independent guy, got the PDFs. They're like, the first book was a buck. The others were like two or three each. And I got to look those up because those were interesting books as well. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to find like an independent author who's like self-published in some PDFs and websites. Yeah. Like, check it out. It's, it'll be a different experience. Definitely. I, I mean, like I said, I could quibble about some other stuff. Like uh, one of the chapters I didn't really feel had an ending. I sometimes feel that the main characters are a little ubermensch towards the end of each of the chapters, but they have good stories. Oh, and, and the main enemy race is very two dimensional but it's still written in a, in a storytelling way that I can accept. And you know me, I, I, I complain about everything. I mean it when I say that if you can get over the little grammatical hangups or, or I wouldn't even call it, it's not always bad grammar. It's just modern day prose in, in, in a book like this. If you can get over that, absolutely good reading and I suggest it. All right, very interesting. Okay, for our Hero Kids PDF giveaway, we need two people to enter. Come on, two people. We got 21 people in here. 
Open everyone. Exclamation point. Here is PDF, and we will give this away. If you don't want it, give it to someone else. Just get in there. If you have a kid, who you do you know a kid? Have you met one? Do you know what they look like? If you win this, you could give them this PDF. Really, you should use it yourself because it's a fun game. So, everyone, <laughs> exclamation point. Hero Kids, PDF. Come on. We need two people. Come on. Get in there. Get in there. You're there. I see you. I see you. I see you. Come on. I want to give this away. Look, we've kept Garth on here for three hours. I don't think he's ever done a three-hour stream before in his life. Garth, uh, I've done longer than that. But Garth well, does for... need to get rolling. <laughs> Garth has stuff to do. Garth has got to go. There All right, he's on. Uh, why didn't it give him? Well, he's already in there. Come on. Oh, okay. Come on, people. I know you're here. Extension point. Hero Kids PDF, or we're not going to give it away. Maybe, maybe here's some incentive. All you're doing by not accepting the PDF is saving me money. <laughs> Bedouin's in. Thank you, Bedouin. One more. One more person. One more person. Come on. One person. We have ni 19 people apparently watching. That was a lot higher earlier. It was at one point. Come on, everyone. Just need one person. I don't care if you've won before. Come on in there. Exclamation point. Hero Kids PDF. I think it's time for the 10-second countdown. If they don't want to join, then I guess right. we just don't give away this last PDF. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one. Want somebody get in under the wire? Zero. Oh, uh, still nine? Uh, let me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine people. Half, half of them have already won stuff. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, okay. All right. I would have I fudged the rule, but not no. All right. Closing <laughs> the giveaway. We don't have enough people. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Nora can't join. Oh, sad. That's, well, that's because she's my wife. Still, and Legion of Myth can't give to Legion of Myth. That's true. All right, so what do you think of the statements? What are your thoughts on movie remakes? Uh, we don't want to hear anything counter to what we said, so you better agree that they suck. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, if you if you think there's a valid reason other than big companies trying to milk old franchises to make a buck, let me know. Because I really want to know. Do you think that they say something? I, I'd, I'd like to hear that. Uh, what are your thoughts on Maxwell's water cooling system? Was he a yutz who should have cleaned it earlier? Do you want to see how Five bad it is? Years. Five years. If you have any suggestions for future RNG topics or know any independent authors we should check out, let us know. Thank you very much, everyone. Remember, if you want to see more RNG segments, like, share, subscribe. We have them all over YouTube. You can join for Pulsecure's anime, comic, game reviews. Remember to chat giveaways about the Q&A for members. And it counts towards our Patreon giveaway goals. You can check other RNG segments for more randomness, anime, comic, game, nerd topics, opinions, commentaries, and other such things. If there's anything random you want to talk about, let us know. Thank you, everyone. So everyone, it's time to say goodbye to Max and all his kin. They'd like to thank you all for kindly dropping in. Hope you'll be coming back next week to this locality to have a heap and helping of our nerds' vitality. So, thank you very much, everyone, as we play our lovely outro music to gently guide us away. Any final words, Max Leo? Uh, uh, you know what? I should have been prepared for that. But no, I was not. No, I, so no, I know. Excellent. Gen Con 2020 is coming. Retrace in January. <laughs> Make sure you're there for that. We will be there. Maxim is going to run a Forbidden Lands adventure. We just heard how fun that is in Deadly, so be there, please. Straight schedule, Agarian. Try the Avatar, 9 a.m. Sunday. Uh, I do have, do have one thing, and it's based on what Dan444 just said. Hey, Dan444, just so you know, normally this stream is at uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, not at noon. Uh, people like me who live in Germany normally can't see it, so this was a special time because I'm here and we had the giveaways, so... 
Um, stay tuned for that every Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Twitch.tv. No way to tentacle by. That's just weird. And my wife's Japanese. She has to do tentacles. Oh, because they like octopus there. Yeah, that, that's why. So remember, streaming schedule, Monday through Friday, Elgarius is the Avatar for your benefits. You should be there. Remember, rpo.com, so it helps.org for your help for Shroud the Avatar. Garthon is playing Final Fantasy 3, no 6, no 3, and this Sunday at 9 p.m. Central, 10 Eastern. Join us on Discord. Watch on YouTube, youtube.com. Youtube Get our gear, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love in your relationship with gear. Shop. Spreadshirt.com slash Myth. Follow us on Twitter at Legion Myth. Tweet us, we'll tweet you. Watch live on Twitch.tv slash Myth for the best entertainment you could get for your dollar. I said that. Follow our or giveaways. For all of Zon's dollars, apparently. <laughs> Today. Thank you so much, Zon. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate it. Remember, we're trying to get our goals and we're getting closer every day. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and helping us reach these goals so we can have more giveaways for you, just like we had a major giveaway today. Thank you so much, everyone. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great journal and novel.